Oh, I got to give myself a point for that. <laughs> you twenty-nine get to twenty-six. You get nothing please for continue. that. You can't even. You should. Sorry, just, you get nothing. You should nothing. take away. Take away a point. I please. will take away a point from you. Twenty-nine <laughs> to twenty-five. Continue. I don't like the show anymore. everyone welcome to sneaky dragon my name is david dedrick and uh i'm just give me a second here i wish i had a million dollars hot dog i'm ian boothby why why would you do that i just uh do the uh, jimmy stewart thing from oh, uh yeah yeah it's a wonderful life mm-hmm. don't, why don't you wish you had a million dollars no oh how much would you like 50 million dollars 50 million dollars yeah Oh, why are you okay? Mm-hmm. That seems a very specific amount. Let's get into this know, before just, we get started. Okay. Why specific? You know what? I would say fifty million dollars. You'd be able to probably do what you wanted to do. That'd be a comfortable amount of money. Sure. Without people yep. aggressively coming after you, aside from relatives. Um, yeah. What uh, What would you do with the, your fifty million dollars? I don't know. Pay off the house. Well. Pay off the dog. Obviously, yes. I pay off the dog. <laughs> pay who's, off. Been, who's been blackmailing me these last fourteen years? Well, he can smell where you've been. Ah, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I didn't realize bastard um yeah no i think i i think because i don't i don't buy lottery tickets normally okay but one time it was 50 million dollars 50 yeah five zero okay and so i bought five oh like in hawaii five oh exactly that's what that's what inspired it all right no i uh just thought i thought well that's a lot of money i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a ticket and you're, which, you're, which is actually a dumb way to do it because when it's 50 million dollars everyone's thinking that Okay. You should be like, at $5 million, you should be thinking, you know what, I should buy a ticket for this lottery because there's going to be less people buying tickets for $5 million than for $50 million. And that's when it gets to like his- hysteria pitch. Right. Buying tickets, buying a lot of tickets from the, on the that faint hope that you might just get that $50 million. But following up on the faint hope, what would be, okay, so you get the $50 million, yeah. you get invited to pose for a, a lucky magazine. You hold I would, up the giant check, I would, smile, first thing, first big thing, smile. First thing. First thing, what do you wear to the, to the no, photo no, no. shoot? No, I would not do that. What do you mean? I would not do the photo shoot. You have to. No, people have been ex- excused from it, so I would attempt oh, to do that. Oh, how would you, uh, what, what's your excuse? I don't want people to know who I am. Mm, okay. They, you say people have been excused from it. Was yeah. that what they said? Yeah. Yeah. There's, okay. There's no reason that you, they, they have no right to compel you to, to uh, have your really? picture taken. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know, because it's like uh, when you buy your lotto ticket, I have never read the fine print on any of that. Like, what can they compel you to do? Can they? Yeah. Do they have the right to release your name? Is it a private situation with you in the lotto? Because I think, like, you know, if, if a big amount is won, I always yeah. hear the name of the person. Is that them just proudly going, I want my name in the paper? Or is that yeah, uh, they They have to? Maybe they don't. Maybe they're not as fussy as me. I would. Probably, I don't know. I would think like I would probably collapse like a tent. Because the, so. the reason the reason I would say the lotto would do that is mm-hmm. you then become an ad for more lottery tickets because it looks like it happens. Oh, yeah. Whereas everyone who won the lottery, they said, "Who won the lottery?" Uh, none of your business. We're not <laughs> yeah, going to tell yeah. you. Now oh, it sounds no, like a shifty thing, and like, yeah, yeah. Oh, how do we even know this is going out anywhere? That's true. That's true. Okay. I mean, they want they want it out there. They want people to think that it's possible that you win. Okay. How about you win Publishers Clearinghouse? They come. They bring you the big check, big <laughs> balloons. There you go. Here's your yeah, giant yeah. check. Dave, yay, hooray. They leave. What do you buy? What's the first thing you buy with your $50 million? First, you put it in the bank. Yeah. I, you don't have to pay taxes in Canada on winning, the, the, so that's yeah, clear. That's pretty good. Um, you do have to pay money on the interest. You have to Be pay money on the that. interest. That's right. The thing, you know, it's funny. It's hard to know because... You think to yourself, "Oh, I could do so many things," but then you go, "Well, I'm, yeah, you're in your fifties. Like, what are, what are your what are your big things you want now? Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to... I got things, so... What, I'm going to buy a bookstore. And, wait, oh. Wait, wait, you want to work in a bookstore? No, I don't really want to work in a bookstore. Okay, forget that idea. I want to... You know, like... Would you, would, would, you I would, want, get, would you like a little small bookstore that's just first, really, uh, just really, <laughs> uh, just about music books or some such? Or no, no, I would, I don't want that. Okay, I would forget that. I would move. I would buy property. Where would you move to? There's a couple houses that I like in in Langley. Okay, that I would see if they would be willing to sell. They would be. You've got fifty million dollars. <laughs> that's not that's um, not a problem. It, it, again, yeah. I like that. I like that we're doing kind of the fantasy thing, mm-hmm. and that you're like, well, I'll have to negotiate with them. Like, you know, we're in a dream right now. It's fine. <laughs> my 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 cheapness will come. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a yeah. It's a funny thing because you just wonder like if you win that kind of money, then if you get you would get really tight fisted about it. Like in uh, our mutual friend, the uh, the Charles Dickens book where the the guy comes into money and he becomes like this miser about it rather than rather than you're talking open handed uh, Christmas Carol. No, it's called Our Mutual Friend. Okay, good. Because also Scrooge is also a miser. Yeah, but he's like a businessman miser. This is a person who comes into money after being like a friendly. Yeah, I'm never really cheery, sure how much money fellow. Scrooge has. If Scrooge is yeah, rich yeah. by their standards, or mm. if he's just tight fisted. Yeah, I think. Well, he's. Okay, off. I don't think like if he's got a second story to his house, mm-hmm. as far as it seems in uh, all the representations yeah, yeah. I've seen, because he can look out the window and yell at a boy. So he's got two stories. That's pretty good. Yeah. Cratchit has one story. He doesn't seem to live on the first floor. Is it really his? Oh, does he just live in an apartment above a above something. I he just have rooms. Assume... Does he just have rooms that he lives in? Because he's only by himself. He doesn't need a full house. So when other people stop off at Scrooge's house, do they get the uh, the Marley knocker? Like on the front, like going, <laughs> yes. ah, it's, it's a, like, oh, I'm sorry, I was waiting for Scrooge. It's a regular feature. Like, okay, feature. he'll be he'll be up the street. It's a the, regular feature. Okay. Yeah. So I when he's yelling about a goose out the window, I, as, as downstairs neighbors are, shut your face about the goose. I think, yeah, I think that the knocker is not a, like a, a feature of, of the house. Okay. It's just, a, it's a it's an image that Scrooge sees for whatever reason. It's all right, not, so it's, it's not, not like a, a regular thing. It doesn't thing. transform yeah, into yeah. Marley all the time. Yeah, that's right. It's That'd be funny if like it did for the rest of the time, like even though Scrooge is now pro-Christmas, like every time he goes home, it's just like, how was work? It was fine. What'd you do? Oh God, I got to talk to the knocker for like a while. You know, I'm still damned. Yeah, I know, I know, you chains and whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, anyway, things are good. Got Gotta go, gotta go inside. Bye. Yeah, this, the movie should actually end with like a shot outside, and you see you see uh, Marley like un, un, unchained and unboxed, and he's like help. He can help like uh, he can like ghost help people. I would like that actually. I've always wanted, especially when I was watching again uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. It always bothered me that like, and we've gone over this in the show to the point where you have drawn a cartoon about it, where Goofy is damned as well. <laughs> oh, I'm in hell. Yeah, oh, yeah. my big mistakes. <laughs> um, okay, but back to you and your big mistakes. So, uh, so you got fifty million dollars. You think okay. you want to be a tight fist? Listen, be a Let's... tight fist with twenty-five million of it. Okay, put it, squirrel that away yeah, for yeah. a rainy day. Okay, now you got enough. There's nothing you can't buy with twenty-five million dollars. Okay. You're fine. Okay, medical so there's expenses. A, there's anything. a beautiful property on 232nd in Langley. Well, you're telling everyone about it. I would get love, it. But I again, this is place. fantasy, so it doesn't it's, matter. It's Poplar Line. Like the the property is po- Poplar Line. That they have this winding drive that winds around to the. Are you saying Poplar or Popular? Poplar, yes, Poplar trees. Very good. And uh, yeah, it's really quite a beautiful place. And it's my I've never seen it. My friend uh, emptied it out for auction one time when the the original owners passed away. He he went in there and he took all the furniture and stuff like that because it was going to be auctioned. And he said it was a wonderful property because it's near the freeway in Langley, but it's sunk down, so it, you can't hear the traffic. Oh, nice! And then it's 
it uh, borders a park, so you get your own property, plus you get the park space as well, and it's quite a large bit of property. So that's quite nice. Uh, that would be like a place I would, I would, I would like, you know, like something like that where you're just sort of remote, but maybe not too big where it's a lot of work, because that like seems like the opposite thing you'd want if you got win the lottery. You know what? Let's t let's tie ourselves down with a lot of stuff. Okay, now you're saying a lot of work. Once again, you yeah. have money. You can hire. I know you can hire people it. and stuff, but that's also work. Like hiring people is work. You can hire people to hire the people. Because you hire people. And to then hire you, the people. Then you have to, like, watch over. No, you don't. You get the person to watch but, over them. But you have to watch over that person, too. Like, oh, it's Lord. a pyramid of watching over someone. Okay. You know? What's like, your worst case scenario? They're going to steal from you? No, but they they're not going to do a good job. They could be mean to the horses. Okay. You know? You know? Like, this, or they, they're not feeding them properly. You know, there's things like that. The people, people you hire don't care about what you get them to do, you know? You know what okay. I mean? Like they're work they're just working for you. They don't they're not emotionally invested in your animals. Okay. Uh not to psychoanalyze, but like we've done okay, so here's what we've done. This is the thing that dairy farmers have too, because yeah. because they you know, they have to like be very, very involved in, in, in their cat like in their cattle, like in the cows and sure, stuff like that. Yeah. Because they can hire people to work, but the people who they hire don't care as much as they do. Right. So the wrong then, move, you got an infection, you got problems. Be have, yeah, they'll often be like They'll have you know, mastitis, I think it's called, where there's right. blockages in the teats and things like that, just because the people don't care as much, and so they just they yank and they pull and they do this right. and that, you know. So what so. we've what we've like laid out here is like, listen, my, I've, my worries. Well, that's the thing. It's like you know, basically we have the genie <laughs> situation, and we yeah, we went to oh, like, no. I will grant you three wishes, and the first thing is like, but what about the teat blockages? <laughs> and it's like you've immediately gone to teat blockages. <laughs> Oh, uh, I think what Wait, we're trying to lay out here you? is what you want. So, you know, well, here's the thing. We'll like, solve the problems along the way. Well, what, what, I get a house. What about the roof? Will it leak? <laughs> I, I don't know. We're just making up this house. It's fine. So that's a problem. Yeah. Um, because what you've done, you know, it's like you're like, oh, people listen to the show and they're like, that's funny because Dave's such a regular guy. It doesn't seem like he'd have any problems. And then you bring this up and they're like, oh, my God. Oh, teeth blockages. What, what a neurotic oh. nut. Why is he worrying about this in a dream? Yeah. The guy's it molesting the horse. I'm like, what? <laughs> what happened? Well, first of all, that's where centaurs come from. So if you don't like them, then, you know. Um, yeah, no, it's true. I, but I mean, and then if I was going to splurge, you know, Besides, like traveling. Yeah, it's going to go traveling. Is that on? I your would list? want. Oh, for sure, I'd want to travel. I would, you know, go go back to England. Right now, do you first class it or do you coach it in your in your <laughs> very rich scenario? Uh, do you give yourself the treat or do yeah. you give yourself the extra leg room? Or have you ever been to first class? Yes, I never have. I think I'd like to try it at least once. Because, you know... You've never I, been bumped up to first class because someone screwed up something. No, no, uh, That's no. usually how it goes. Or... I once got a bulkhead seat. That felt pretty good. The other thing you can do if you go on, um, like, Alaska, you can usually, like, go up to first class for 50 bucks if uh, oh, if, uh, if people don't show up. Mm, yeah. Mm. And then you get all the la-di-das. Well, that's, you know, that would be, yeah, I would be willing to pay pay for that sort of thing. Okay. For sure. And it would be nice to go to Paris and not stay in, like, some sort of small hotel with with an elevator shaped like a like a... A badly designed triangle, yeah, with stairs that are you know irregular. Except <laughs> agreed, yeah. In a room that has a weird smell and just stuff like that, you know, like yeah. Well, this is what we can afford, so this is great. The majority of elevators, it feels like when you're on a budget in England, are yeah. uh, telephone booth mm -hmm. sized, and you're like, how do I get my bag in here? I guess you don't. Yeah. See you later. See Basically, you walking up those stairs. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I'd like to live like Woody Allen characters in his movies. You know, they always seem to have it kind of together and have good good things. That's an interesting idea. Is like. Uh, look at a movie that you like and just go, how much money would you have to make to live like a character in a Woody Allen movie or like, you know, in, in uh, Metropolitan, 
Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Something like that. Or like, what, how much of uh, Wes Anderson? So you want to live in a Wes Anderson house, huh? How much does that run you? Mm. What are you going to do? How do you live like that? Yeah. How much is that? Yeah. yeah. So you have to look at it straight on. So your goal, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. So your goal is, uh, is, is, is to have a peaceful house. Peaceful house. Yes. With some horses. Yes. Okay. How many stories are we looking at? We're looking at two stories? Yeah, stories? it is a modest house. I don't want a big house. Modest. Okay, that's yeah. good. Uh, and I do don't you, like big houses. Do you go with a pool or do you not go with oh, a Oh, yes, pool? pool would be a definite thing. All right. I love pools. I grew up with a pool, so I have to have that. And then uh, and then I would like to buy like a, a, a 69 or 1970 uh, Dodge Charger mm-hmm. with, a, with a 446 pack. Would we have seen this in a movie of some sort? There is Why a, specifically that that, that uh, that's one that's my favorite car. Okay. And um yes, you have seen it because it chases Steve McQueen in uh, Bullet. Very good. That's a Charger. And what is uh and it, was a, is, it was a Hemi Charger in the movie. Okay. I wouldn't want a Hemi Charger because they're more of a of a like a drag. And what drag ca- what car does Steve McQueen uh, drive? He's in a Mustang. Mustang. Would you want to buy a Would you want to buy a Mustang just so you could chase your friend like around? And well, just, we would like, have to get a Mustang because that's Lisa's car. Oh, so you get a, you get both. Yeah, and yeah. you can really bullet it around town. Yeah, we could. We could have a we could reproduce the chase. Nice. We just put Russian Hill in the in our property. I think you should also then get the uh, facsimile machine from uh, Bullet as well, and just like have people occasionally. <laughs> telex. It's not a fax. It's it, not a fax. It's a telex. It, but wasn't, isn't it okay? Even though it's a telex, yeah, isn't it still a facsimile machine? Isn't no, that a type it's of different. Facsim- okay. It couldn't print images. It could only give you information. But wait, it prints an image in. Uh, oh, it does. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh, You're waiting the, for an image of the person to print up. Image of what person? Uh, there's an there's an image that's the longest scene in the world in Bullet. Yeah, yeah. Like where it's, where it's coming through. Isn't that a isn't that a picture? They're not they're oh, not I, just getting. I didn't realize text. that. Oh, I thought it was this text that was coming. I don't remember as well. Okay, since I saw that. I film. just remember it as waiting a very long time, mm. and people in the audience that we were in were uh, kind of heckling that a little bit, having some fun. And Edgar Wright had brought the movie, mm. and later on he was like, "Hey guys, lay off on Bullet." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, Bullet doesn't need your protection. <laughs> you know, hey hey Bullet, is this audience bothering mm. you? And I was like, just just run hot. Fuzz, we came for that, but yeah. we appreciate Bullet. But still, you know, they run hot fuzz. Uh, yeah, my my memory of Bullet is that there's a Dodge Charger, and what's interesting is the Dodge Charger had to slow down because the Mustang couldn't keep up with it. Oh, it, it was okay. a Hemi Charger, which is a very powerful engine, whereas the the Mustang was not. I don't know what size of the engine it had, but it was not a 427 Hemi in a big giant car. Like, because the nice thing about a Charger is it was a family car that they like muscled up. So you get like a nice sedan style car with you know lots lots of leg room in the back. Yeah. So it's like it's like a sensible car, but then you have a big giant engine in it that goes really fast. And that's very appealing. Although let's face it, modern in mo- our modern life, there's never any time to drive. There's never any opportunity to drive fast anymore. It's all it's always traffic all well, the time. You got to prepare for the apocalypse. So but you yeah, know. you might want to beat it out of town really quick. Okay, so you're basically you're getting a nice uh, nice house, got yeah. a pool, yeah. got the two cars, yeah. same amount of pets. Gonna stick with the same amount of pets you got currently? Yeah, I guess so. No upgrades on the pets besides guess, the horses. I guess we get a corgi. Get a corgi. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, that's next, and that's and, next on our list. And anyway. then travel around the world. You've already said not around the world. No. Not around the world. No. Okay. So where? Because my rule of travel is I I only travel to a place I'd like to live in. Oh. Yeah. That's my rule of travel. Okay. So if there's a place that it that's not a place I'd want to live, then I don't I don't care to travel there. Okay. You wouldn't so, want to visit just to visit another culture. Nope. All right. Only if I want to live there. Okay. How how do you know you'd want to live there if you don't go there? Because you have an idea of what it's like to live there. From movies? Movies or news or whatever or just literature or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So nowhere that doesn't speak English. No, not necessarily. I would go to Brazil. 
But because you would want to live in Brazil? Yeah, I would want to live in Brazil. All right. Yeah. So would you live in Spain? Yep. Okay. No problem with like speaking Spanish? No, I like Spanish. It's a good language. It's quite easy, actually. Very good, then. <laughs> Why? Oh, it's interesting. No, just going like somewhere and... You know, that where you don't speak the language, mm-hmm. where you'd have to, you know, as you say, like later on in life, uh, learn a new language. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there you are. Okay, fair enough. Well, I, yeah, just like I I like the idea of traveling there and even like living there for a while would be kind of fun too. But, yeah, I think it's hard to know because when you start talking about these sort of things, you're, you, you want to be practical. Like you don't, you're, because there's that scary element of if you actually did win a lottery. Yeah. Of having all this money and just yeah. blowing it. And it's not, it's not unusual. It happens quite often. More often than not. Yeah. Because, you know, no matter... Because no one's used to having that money. You always blow your first money, they say. Yeah. And you don't... Yeah. And you don't know what... And you're not making more. You've just been given a lump sum of money. And, you know, if you want to, you can just burn through you know, it like a nut. You know, this was a very similar conversation to... And I apologize to Nina Matsumoto because I was like going on about this the other day uh, <laughs> with her and a little back and forth. Oh, online. is this how this came up? This is the third dragon, Nina Matsumoto. Artist on the book <laughs> Sparks. Uh, Dave is the colorist. I'm the writer. Available in your local bookstore right now. Not available in uh, at Amazon.ca because they're sold out of them. Hey, Amazon.ca, get on that. Uh, Amazon.com, you can still get them. Um, but That's we were good. somehow the something got brought up, and uh, I was I was talking about oh I I think I know what it was it was the Roseanne situation. Mm. Okay, so we're off your fantasy for a while, but we're happy sure, to sure. come back to Dave's no, millionaire fantasy. By the way, I also assume a Scrooge McDuck money bin. In don't the back you have a fifty? Like, you don't you have dive. your fifty million dollars? Oh, I certainly fantasy? do. Yeah, I certainly do. I've got it all locked and loaded. And I'm ready to like <laughs> lay it out for you. But a Scrooge McDuck money bin right, that we'll you can that. like dive we'll into the yours. money, we'll like full of loonies that you can just like swim around in. Clean loonies. Right off the mint. Right off the mint. Nah. No? No. Well, not not living the way I would. Um, (laughs) And the nice thing about that, if you had a big vault full of loonies, then in your uh, house next to it with with the laundry, you'd always have change for the laundry machines that you've got. Because I assume you're paying for your own laundry, like with coins. No. Oh, fair good. Okay, we're very different people. <laughs> what are you? So, um, I assumed you'd want to like open just a laundromat next to it that you'd have to pay for. In my for own house. In your own house. Yeah, I don't. Why wouldn't I want to do that? Do, sorry, and I do want to get back to this Roseanne thing in a second. Yeah. But uh, I would also get a lot more massages than I do now. Oh. A lot more. How about how about they just drop a bunch of money on you? Who? You know the. Masseuse. What's this money thing? It's, what's, huh. it's enjoying it. You gotta you gotta like roll in it. No. no. Um. Remember in the Brady Bunch where uh, they had a uh, payphone in the house and the kids would use a payphone? That was a weird thing, huh? They that did. was a thing. Yeah, they had a payphone in the house. Did they pay for it? Yeah. So because they wanted the kids to regulate uh, when they were calling their friends for long periods of time or whatever, so they had a payphone in the house. I don't know who got the money from the payphone, but it was like an odd thing. Unless I, I dreamt that, and I, I'm pretty sure I, I didn't. I don't remember that at all, but I'm I am no I'm no expert. Because the Brady Bunch, I'm sure you've seen it more recently than I have. I have not seen that show since I have I not was... seen it more recently, but I have seen every incarnation of it. Okay, that I believe. I have not seen it since it was on television, like as a show. That oh, I watch. could do a Brady Bunch podcast, um, but we're not <laughs> doing that because we're doing uh, the Full Marks podcast right now. Available now on iTunes, uh, coming out every two weeks. Here's the thing: I was talking to Nina about. Uh, the Roseanne thing we were talking about. She was, she was, Nina was bringing up, uh, how, uh, YouTubers, uh, can't seem to, you know, the young YouTubers can't seem to stop drop, dropping the N, the N word, mm. you know, when they get to like, uh, famous and like, why can't you just shut up about it? Why don't you just enjoy it? Why can't you just enjoy what you've got? And her, yeah. her take on it, sorry to paraphrase, and if, uh, 
if I'm I'm, I'm saying uh, things that you you know you have wrong, please let me know. But it was like, why can't you just enjoy the money? Like if you get success, yeah. Uh, why don't you just uh, shh, take the money, <laughs> enjoy it, live yeah. your life, and just enjoy it? And I, I think that's because that's the that's the fantasy you know uh, so, some people have. But I think what happens more often than not is you try to use the money to fill a hole that you've got inside yeah. you. Yeah. And that hole most times can't be filled with money. It's like with with Roseanne, who, you know, uh, did a racist uh, tweet, not for the first time, not for the last, uh, this this week and got uh, fired from, from her show and having her show canceled. Yeah. Um, I compared it to Donald Trump in that they both were people who were conspiracy theorists who would say hateful things online. And in both those cases, people seem to think like, you know, oh, well, she's uh, got her show back. She's successful. Or Donald Trump, oh, when you know, when he becomes president, he'll become a better person. Mm -hmm. Because when you give uh, someone with a character flaw more power yeah. and money and power sure. and exposure, then they'll be a better person. Hmm. When the fuck has that ever happened? It just makes you yeah. more of what you are. Yeah, garbage and, in, garbage out. Yeah, and you get a, get a louder voice for yeah. the things that you do and the things that you say. Yeah. And, and there. But the idea, it seems to be for a lot of people... And here comes the, An thought, the thought police. We can't say anything nowadays, man. We can be taken right off the air. No. This PC culture. That's right. Everyone take a drink, please. It's out of control. Drink. Yep. Drink your PC uh, privilege. Um, oh, man. A nice PC privilege from uh, President's Choice President's Privilege. President's Choice Privilege. Oh, yeah. that'd be it's delicious, good. wouldn't yeah. it? Oh, so good. It's good. Uh, but, but that is, I think, for a lot of people, uh, the scenario is like, once I get money, I won't have to work. Things will be peaceful. It will be nice. You can you can go to your backyard and just like not have to worry about getting up for work in the morning. And it's going to be like that. And you think you think it'll be like that, but more often than not, it seems like you you will have try to solve a problem that you can't solve with money, and that's where things are going to go to shit. Mm -hmm. You're going to repair some of the family problems, yeah. You know, but we're going to repair it with money. Uh, I'll buy I'll buy mom a house. I'll buy this person or this, mm -hmm. and you're like, and then everyone's going to be happy. And it's like, eh, that's not how that goes. Well, I certainly would, I certainly would like to give people that I know money. That would be a big part of it for me. Now, that's the thing. Is like, like I know that's that's the fantasy, and mm -hmm. that's certainly the fantasy in with certain members of my family who will say actively to. Uh, like say P and me, it's like oh, when this happens, if this happens, certain things happen mm -hmm. that would be money. Mm -hmm. You know, we're gonna we're gonna give you that money, and you're gonna have this money, and it's a and and that is a nice thing, right? But take but it like, with a grain of salt. Well, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, you would think like money would bring happiness, and I'm sure it would. Yeah. But like, is that the healthiest thing in the world? Like, if you if you get a lot of money to give it to a bunch of family members, does that? in the long run mess them up or would it or would it help like i know it seems like it'd be here's the helping hand yeah. here's the here's the step up i'm gonna get you this thing to make things easier but does that just mess people up or not i mean it's yeah, tough because it kicks the lottery fantasy away which it is doesn't nice way but it depends what depends what you're going to offer them like i don't think you should if change you're damaged i think it makes you more damaged i don't think you should change people's lives Mm -hmm. And how much is it that you can give them that doesn't change their life but is just good yeah you pay off their mortgage if they have a house. Sure, sure. Get them out of debt. Get them out of debt so they have more money. Right. They still have to work because I don't think it's healthy for you to take someone and just take away what they are. Yeah. And I can understand something like a uh, a school debt, right? Because yeah. that's a one-time mm -hmm. thing that's a huge thing. But yeah, if yeah. you have someone who spends money like water, 
Okay. You know, if a real chick o marks to uh, <laughs> to play, play back to our uh, full marks podcast. I mentioned that that's now available on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, <laughs> but they got someone who spends water uh, money like water. Yeah. So you pay off their debts. Yeah. I spend. Uh, I I I uh, drink water like money. Oh, do you? Yeah. I was just saying, you swim in the the <laughs> thing, and you told me no. <laughs> What the hell? I'm trying. I, I drink water. Like anyway. Go oh, on. so you would not swim in it. You would just no, drink, drink, drink well, it, drink water. Oh, I see. I understand like what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but would they not? Then they they're still the same person. Would they not still repeat the pattern and just get into into even more debt? Is that the more likely scenario with someone who was in debt? With the exception of if you had like a medical expense that put you in the hole, yeah, yeah. or uh, like I say, school like a school debt sure. or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, like. <laughs> I mean, someone who has a house, they have a debt, but it's not like, yes. it's not an irresponsible debt. Right. It's, they bought a house. They, yes. That's the stage of, that's part of the, the, you know, just buying a house. It's not like, you know, not the old age people saved up and then bought a house and paid for right. it in one go. So in this scenario that you're picturing, and you're picturing yeah. specifically, specific people, but I'm looking yeah. at like, okay, so there's a friend of mine, they've got a house, uh, they've still got the mortgage. Give them the money for the mortgage. Yeah. That pays it off. Yeah. That person, Depending on why they bought the house. Like, yeah. did they buy the house because they want to raise a family in the mm-hmm. house? Mm-hmm. Did they buy the ha- f- house as an investment? If they bought it in an investment, do they now go, well, I've paid this off. Uh, I could, I could now use this equity, uh, you know, to buy another house and I could really make some dough, well, you know, f- whatever they want to do. Yeah. With now it, they're mean. in, the, now they're in debt again. Yeah, like, yeah. and just, just repeating it. Like, whatever mm-hmm. got you to where you are. Uh, more, you know, with, with some exceptions, would you yeah. just be repeating it? But I don't think, I mean, if that's, that's, I say that as a person without a house. So, yeah. you know, yeah. And if some, and if, and if someone said, you know, I can make it possible for you to have a house. Yeah. You know, debt free. Yeah. You know, that's, would be pretty great. Right. So I don't think it, w- it wouldn't make you change your life in the sense of who you are. It wouldn't change who you are. I think it would depend what you want the house for. Well, if, if you are, if you are, who the person who's getting the house or the yeah. person who's paying for the house? Yeah, no, the person who's paying for the house obviously feels that they are okay. Help, well, here's the other like thing: helping, yeah. the person that's paying for the house also, as much as you would say to them, "I'm giving this to you out of love in my heart, yeah, no obligation. I'm just doing this. It's a joy for me to give you the this house, yeah, and that's you." Which I think, like, you're a very generous person with your time and your energy and all these things. I think other people who would uh, go, okay, I'm going to give you this house to my, say, son. And then uh, now I better give a house to my other son. Otherwise, this is fucking weird. Yeah. So now I got to give this kid a a house. So I'm giving a generous uh, out of this and this. Now, is there any part of me that feels in the back of my head? You owe me a bit for this. And I want to make sure that you keep these houses in order. And don't don't go selling them because they were a gift. <laughs> don't go selling them and flipping them yeah. and and doing them like you still well, there's yeah. a bit of there's a bit sure, of something sure. in me that's like well, so it's not a yeah. clean if, if you're a narcissist, gift. you're you're gonna have lots of trouble in your life. So. Or if you have, say, a family <laughs> and there's some yeah, scenario yeah. But, well, I mean, you whatever. gotta be fair I mean, to every member of the family. Sure, you gotta sure. split it all up and you go like, Well, the one kid is better with money, the other kid is like kind of a free spirit, loosey yeah, goosey. Yeah. This one's gonna it's gonna be a crack house next month and this one's <laughs> gonna do well with it, but I can't give it to the one who's gonna do well with it without giving it one to the crack yeah, house yeah, that's right. one. And now we're now we're in trouble. But yeah, I mean, you'd have, I mean, if, well, no matter wh- what, no matter who your child is in that situation, you know them. 
Yeah. You love them for who they are. Let's say there's three so he, sons in your family that are, I don't know, da, da, you, da, you know, maybe, da, 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 maybe were given birth to by yeah. your mom. And without saying who they are, <laughs> yeah. you all got the same amount of money. Yes. We've got a real, we got a real three bears scenario okay. here. Okay. Is mine just right? Well, that's the, th I think you basically are. So <laughs> would, would it be good? Like if your parents went, I'm going to give you all some money. Should they give that's... all three of you the same amount of money? Is that the right thing to do? Or should they then analyze the three of you and go, well, this person lives like this. This person lives like no, this. This person lives like this. That's not fair. It have to be, it, same it have to be the same amount, same amount of money. Everyone, yeah. Even though yeah, but one of them, one of you squander. would be safe. One of you it might not be safe to yeah. one of you with the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is where it gets like weird for me. It's like you can't use good judgment. You've got mm -hmm. to use fair judgment, which yeah. isn't the same. And I think that's where things get really <laughs> fucked up in this, uh, in this world. It, it's true, but you can't. Let's, let's give, let's give, let's give an example of, of generosity. So now I know someone who, uh, their dad decided, well, their, so when their dad kind of sold out and changed his life and got a lot of money, he bought a house, and one of his kids uh, moved in with him. All right. So, so they shared the house. So his other his other kids they did not need to, you know, live with their dad for whatever reason. So, so now he decided to give that house to the to the person to the kid he was li that was living with him in the house. Yeah. And to make that even, he offered to pay off the mortgages on his other kids' houses. So. But the reality is, is the person who's getting the house is getting the best deal because they're getting a place that will appreciate in value for what basically the same amount of money, but for less money than the other people have right. already and put into it, if you know two, what I mean, right? As, even though that seems fair, what you're getting there is, I don't know if the houses are equal. That's right. Exactly. And also, I don't know what the debt is on but both houses. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's a gift horse. You can't look it in the mouth. You're getting something. It may not be yeah. fair, but it's something. It's better than nothing. Yeah. You know, and if you're gonna have, say, your mortgage paid off, you know, that's an incredible freeing of your finances to sure. to have a different life and to have right. different, lots of different options because now you're not paying whatever two thousand dollars a month or twenty five hundred whatever you're paying for your mortgage. Yes. You know, that's that's a big chunk of money that's going to come into your pocket every month. That so why in that situation why would you carry a grudge to the other brother who? Thank you. I will answer that question right now. Sure, here's yeah, what, here's what what it would do. I think like every family has uh, their own issues. Mm -hmm. And I think when you throw uh, money into the mix, yeah. as I was saying before, yeah. it expands those issues. So if there's a little bit of one of those other people, like I know it's like gift horse, right? Yeah, yeah. But if there's a little bit of resentment of just like, you know what, the, this person always got it easy. Mm. They always got the favoritism. Okay. So it's like, well, I'm happy that my debt is paid off. Yeah. But the next time we're all around for Christmas dinner, <laughs> if I hear this guy fucking complaining about anything, yeah. like anything, just like, yeah, the roof needs fixing. Hmm, does it in your free house? The roof needs fixing. Then the, the resentment that you had as as youths is is going to go kaboom, and you're like, no, you know, you would think like just be happy with it. But if we could all just be happy with it, we'd all be very different people. And especially in family dynamics, it's like there's just like that. There's always those things, and money just makes it just go. Expand I, you know it. you're right and i mean well let's end the episode there thanks so much <laughs> for listening uh to sneaky dragon well, the ian's right I... uh, edition <laughs> if you're keeping count that's me seven dave 25 <laughs> it's it's i well i didn't know it was a contest but okay you're a very competitive person um maybe that maybe that's where you would have trouble with uh 
with people with like giving money and stuff like that is this your competitiveness would start to maybe eat well, away how would you how would you see it manifest i don't know i just i'm just i'm o- i'm open i'm open to a discussion on it yeah, yeah. you yeah. know i i have i've i've seen friends of mine uh go through fame and yeah. then with money attached to it and just gone oh no and then it things falling <laughs> apart yeah like there was one friend of mine who um Went through uh, some success on television. Yeah. Ended up getting their own TV series for a while. And uh, when I was over at their place, they were there with their wife. And there, and I went, "Oh, where's uh, Baraba?" And uh, they were um, they were putting uh, his face uh, like they had headshots and was helping put them in envelopes. And he would sign them for fans. And and they were and his wife was like putting these all together to mail out. And I looked at that and just went, "Well, this isn't healthy at all. Mm. That's not a thing that yeah. someone." that you love should should be doing unless you really talk this fucking through because yeah. there's just a weird dynamic there mm-hmm. and and yeah they they broke up fairly soon after after uh. that and also i don't know what happened and other things but yeah fame is really really really, really tricky yeah. you know yeah. it's like yeah that's yeah the the lottery that was just a small thing that was just like yeah, this yeah. feels like an imbalance sure should be very careful as this goes along the lottery thing and i mean i think if if your fantasy of winning the lottery, and that's why it's a fantasy, because we don't look at how it would change our lives in ways that it probably would not, we wouldn't think about it and wouldn't be that pleasant for us, you know. I mean, and not just in terms of attention or, you know, suddenly becoming like a favorite mark of, of all kinds of different people with, mm-hmm. you know, who want venture capital or who, you know, are looking for handouts or have lots, you know, hard luck stories. Yeah, well, that's wife, the thing. I mean, you're... Wife in a hospital in North Vancouver yeah, and they yeah. can't get there on the bus. and Yeah, you're ex- you're exposed to a lot of people like through your church who have like rough, tough times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, would those problems be solved well with, with money? And then... No. Yeah. That's that's probably... That's very true. You're right. Yeah. And it's very true. And you can see it quite often with, with those people... And I shouldn't say those people, but with people in those kind of circumstances, because the circumstances change you, mm-hmm. you know, and in order to survive in those circumstances, you become a different sort of person. And in some ways, what you become is not a healthy person, because so much of what you are is aimed towards survival, you know, and everything's survival mode. So you're, every person you meet helps you survive, and that's how you view them. Yeah. You know, and so you look at everything through a prism of survival. And yeah, and will money help in that situation? I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, they have problems that money might just exacerbate and not alleviate, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like people who have, you know, they're already paranoid in a lot of cases. You know, there's a lot of fear because they're afraid of being taken advantage of because they are vulnerable. And so they create these very elaborate, you know, paranoid element, you know, in their lives, they become, yeah. they, they have grudge lists, they have this, they have that because this keeps them feel it makes them feel safe. Yeah. And if you add money to that, I don't think that makes them safer. Well, you know? when you think of when you think of like billionaires, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's very rare that you see one and you just go, that person looks really happy. Mm-hmm. Like they're really enjoying it. Yeah. They they they're, you know, good on good on them. Uh, you know, there's some the, you know, even the ones that seem to be doing stuff that's ethical, the ethical stuff seems like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot. They, they got the, most of their time is. Yeah, is to, they, they got a lot of guilt to work off. Yeah, and I know, like uh, we were talking earlier about Malcolm Gladwell for a, a different uh, situation, but I think like he did some kind of. Um, I'm trying to remember. What we was. weren't talking about him on the show. We were talking about yeah. Him the show. You and I personally were talking about Malcolm Gladwell, uh, who wrote books like The Tipping Point and what have you. And and, and David I know, and Goliath. I, I know he David and Goliath. Uh, he he did. Uh, 
some kind of analysis Lemon sausage about squish. What's the ha- what's the amount of money that makes you happy, mm. and then what past that point it really doesn't affect your happiness. Okay, yeah, you know, and I forget I forget what it was, but it's not substantial. Five dollars. Five dollars is pretty good, uh, <laughs> but it's it's not super substantial. Yeah, you know. If I win and the again, lottery, I know what to give you now. And again, people that I. Uh, I'll take five dollars. It's fine. I'll buy some ice cream. <laughs> um, people that I know that are very wealthy, yeah, uh, still have the same drive and personality. You know, they have to be guarded because someone wants something yeah, from yeah, them. Yeah. But uh, you know, without naming people, someone I worked with for worked for for about twenty years, uh, I've met a couple of times, and yeah, you could just see they're still hungry for something. Yeah. The hunger never goes away yeah yeah and uh and you think like oh well you can afford multiple mansions yeah yeah but no that's not what it is that's not again getting back to the hole that's not the hole that needs filling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then when you see someone like donald trump uh you know with whatever his tweets and whatever uh it's like clear he's got something that he needs fulfilled all the time Mm -hmm. and it's not even being fulfilled by being president and a billionaire Mm -hmm. and having a supermodel wife and having a hit TV show yeah. and all these things, yeah. no good. He's still the underdog. Yeah. He's still every three days posting something going, not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. He's that kid from uh, Willy Wonka, uh, whatever he, her name is. Yeah, and unfortunately, his uh, dad is dead, so there's not much There's not much he can do to to change that feeling of yeah. uh, that he needs to be that he needs to be vindicated in the eyes of his father. I think that's a big part of who he is. Someone who feels that he never impressed his dad, you know, and now and now we have to be all, we all have to be surrogate fathers to Donald Trump. Yeah, you know? you now, now you never will. Uh, good on you for raising kids right. That's good. So they're, they're not well, going to be megal- megalomaniacs. No, I think I, I really like them. I, uh, I I'm, I'm thinking about this because you know we've got uh, we we we've got a book. Uh, you know, I, again, and I, and here's the weird thing about the Sparks book, though. I've been plugging it like crazy. Uh, really? You, you've, have you talked about it on the show at all? Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm quiet. I keep to myself. <laughs> How many of these episodes have we done? My Lord. Uh, but, uh, people have asked me how it's doing. I don't know. I, I know yeah, that it's, true. I know that it's like, uh, we can see signs. Yeah. The C, uh, CBC's book, mm-hmm. uh, whatever list, sure. uh, bestseller list says it's like the number, like this week, number eight. Yeah. And it's it was kind of like, like Bigfoot. It's very, it's very. Yeah. It was very number elusive. eight on kids' books. But yeah, you know, what's that? What's that what mean? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. What's that mean? So we haven't gotten any of the numbers, and even if I get all the numbers, I don't know like what that'll what that'll mean. Because the or... next set of numbers you're going to get are going to be from Janu- January to whenever, right? Something like something some kind like of that. Four, three months period. It goes it goes quarterly. So so, so we'll see. Yeah, three months. So period. I really don't know. Like I know certain things. Is like right? I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey Dave, ask me because I can only do it this way. Okay, we, there's a technical thing. Why is there a fly in my suit? What's uh, no, wait, no, wait, oh, that's sorry. not how it goes. Why is there a fly in my suit? <laughs> that's not how the joke goes at all. All right, no, ask me was, that again, and I'll see you there. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I was trying to be creative. All right, why is there a fly in my suit? Uh, would you like the rest of the pants, sir? <laughs> I was going that way too. Oh, I'm glad good. you went that way. That's yeah. awesome. It's one of my favorite jokes as a kid. Is like, what's got, uh, what's got, four legs and flies? It's two pairs of pants. Um, <laughs> what the hell was I was I going on about? Oh, here's the thing. There's a rule about uh, the Sparks books. Uh, book. 
book. The Spark book. Yeah. Uh, you could ask me uh, if if there's going to be any more books. I can't say it. Oh. Uh, uh, like, I can't initiate conversation. But okay. if in an interview someone asked me, I can say. Oh, so ask so me if there's going to be more Sparks books. Ian, are there going to be any more Sparks books? Are you interviewing me, Dave? Yeah. Oh, okay. In that case, there's going to be at least two more. So I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to say that. So is that what they told you? Yeah, it's like we were getting into a discussion with me and my. I I, I mentioned I think on this show that there's going to be more, and then well, uh, someone asked a question if there's and then be Nina more. and then Nina uh, pointed out to me like oh maybe we should ask if we can announce those yet. So I asked my editor and he went okay well don't do an official announcement but if someone in an interview asks you you can say that so oh, okay. I have to be asked like a vampire uh, <laughs> situation okay. So we're doing right. so we're doing two more. Is, oh, here, I'll ask you in that kind of Please. situation then. Ian, is there going to be more Sparks books? And would you like this glass of blood? Okay, thank you very much. I like the. Why is there a fly in my blood? <laughs> Why want... isn't there a mosquito? <laughs> that would make so much more sense. Let me put this blood. This your scenario. Glass blood away. <laughs> this blast of blood. Blast of blood. <laughs> so yeah, soon we're going to have like a, a a book series coming out. Maybe it'll do well. Maybe it won't. I don't know. It'll be great. But we've got a couple other things going on right now. Like Pia's uh, got as uh, her series Why. I can say this much because it's been in the Hollywood Reporter. It's been picked up for a pilot at the very least. So they're okay. putting that together right now. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple other things that may turn into something uh, that, uh, you know, I've got a, I've, I've got a couple of things optioned right now. Yeah. So it's possible that money may come in in the next little while. Sure. So, there's, you know, and it may not. So, sure, sure. so we've got two at our home. We've got two scenarios running through things right now of just like if things stay tight and if things go wah. And yeah, <laughs> it's been a serious consideration of like if things did go good, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so this is, yeah, I've been running through the, the head a little bit. And it's a weird thing to bring up because money is such a, a taboo thing to bring up to the, to, well, I think the detriment of a lot of people, you know, because you can't discuss it. Yeah. Well, you can. But if people but if you do, ha- if people have it, and we they were discuss- raised, we were raised to not talk about it. Right. If if people do have money, yeah. And they, this is why one of the things I like about Maria Bamford, who's one of my favorite comedians, is she openly talks about how much money she makes as a comedian. Okay. So if you want to be supposedly, a, oh la la. Uh, so if you want to be a comedian, you can look at what she makes and go, oh, that's someone on the higher end. Yeah. Here's what you make on the lower end. Here's what you make on the higher end. But if you're just going into it like, I don't know. You know, it's it, it's it, you you can't ask people because it's rude to ask people what they make. And if you make a fair amount of money, it feels rude to say what you make yeah. because then you get the uh, oh, must be nice. And so <laughs> it becomes this whole fucking guessing game. Yeah. And 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 uh, sometimes people don't go to do the things they love because they go there's no money in it. And sometimes people get screwed over because they don't know how much money they should be getting for something. Yeah. And it's it's just this real real deep taboo that i think is even more taboo than sex like if you were to say you know hey i just had a threesome you know like oh that guy bragging about the threesome but if you then like mentioned the amount of money you were making and it was like from considerable doing thre- from, from doing threesomes. from doing threesomes <laughs> yeah. they'd go oh that poor guy has to work as a male prostitute uh, or what what have you anyway it's just it's it's <laughs> no no you're right yeah it's right i mean i was raised i was raised to never to never ask or ever know what my parents made I have, seriously I have no idea what at any time in my life mm-hmm. growing up what my parents' income was. Um, I know my mom went back to work. I have no idea if she needed to go back to work or if she just did it because she was bored of being at home with unruly boys and decided to go back to the, into the workforce. And it's such a weird scenario if, when you look back then uh, because even if you did know what their salary was, 
money was so different when it comes to real estate and, and that kind <laughs> well, yeah. of thing, right? But even but I like mean, I know that my idea. parents bought their house in the uh, '60s for like eight thousand dollars, and you're like, okay. well, what's what's that? Is that and that was like a you know that was a three three bedroom house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but what is that relative to income? Yeah, that's the question. But, uh, what I do know is that single income families could buy a house yeah. and still go on vacation yeah. and still you know have a, have a car mm-hmm. and a color TV and you would occasionally eat out at a restaurant. Yeah. So what what's that? <laughs> well, how does that mathematically change to today? Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it's such a it's such a crazy ass thing. I I think one of the things I worry about about people in the arts that I know is because we can't talk about money. Um, what you get is you get people who, when they do make some money, it all goes away. It, it's it's spent because it's feast or famine. Because there's no talk of how to like if you have a job that pays you every two weeks, you can go listen. I'm going to talk to the bank. We're going to say we're going to put this much aside. We're going to do RSP. But if like you work sporadically, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? And and yeah. then when you do get money, you think, oh, Jesus, I've got to cover everything right now. And then it all goes away. And now you're back to scroungy, scroungy, scroungy yeah, again. Yeah. 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 Huh. I don't have to deal with that. I just have every two weeks I can go scroungy, scroungy, scroungy. <laughs> no, I, under, oh no, I understand. Yeah. Oh, my God. All these payments. There's the uh, there's the there's, there's the, the house there's the insurance there's the car insurance there's the yeah and and life. the people that's that, called life though. yeah and the people that I do know that do make money fast like my other my other friend it does I think feel like a lottery situation mm-hmm. where it feels like either one like it's almost unearned money you know it's just like it just came out of nowhere or even worse sometimes you feel like well I earned this money and I deserve this money mm-hmm. and it's good that I have this money and clearly I will always be making this money because now the the world has grown to the position where I'm in and people have recognized me and it's always going to be like this what happened it's gone oh fuck <laughs> and what and what are you going to do then yeah 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 no it's true um and it's, yeah these are all scenarios I I have never had to to deal with but you know, yes. I am willing. I'm willing to try. Just want to put that put that out there. Yeah, that's what everyone In, says. To yeah. the fates, I'm willing to see what will happen. Will I lose my mind? It's possible, or I might just enjoy myself mm-hmm. for the the remainder of. I my, think it's my what you walk into life. it with. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you if you clearly know what you want mm-hmm. and can make sure that you cover that. Yeah, and just go. I want what what what's what's the most you got to really decide what the important things are to you, and it's like. Uh, I want a peaceful life. I want to be able to come home at night and uh, eat a nice meal and feel comfortable in my home, have books, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have uh, be able to have access to my loved ones. Yeah. Uh, if something bad happens, I can probably cover medical and whatever sure. and just go there. And if you can reach that state that Nina seems to be talking about, where it's like the just be happy with what you've worked on, <laughs> uh, then I think you're I think you're going to be all right. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta have your act together to do that. That's the thing, and I mean the drive that. When we're talking about YouTube stars or whoever, the drive that brings them that attention and fame doesn't go away with the money. It's still there. They still want, they still crave attention. Yeah. So you know whatever follows that you know if it's a car crash because they're they only want more attention. They don't want less attention because they're making money. They want more attention. Yeah. Paul McCartney still works. Yes. Like if you can think of anyone who could just go, I'm not going to work anymore. Mm-hmm. Ringo Starr still works. Yeah. He still goes on tour. Yeah. Why? You know, you love you love your music, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why, or maybe you've still got something to prove. There's a reason again. The Rolling Stones go on tour. <laughs> you know, oh, why? Why you've got enough? What well, more could you get? What you've you've had the best concert sure. you've ever had already. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not going to ever top mm-hmm. any of that. So well, that's okay. But you still, you know, the, but the reason that they're popular is because they loved it so much. Yeah. That their love for it makes us love what they do. And they just want to do it. They don't want to stop doing it because, you know, suddenly they have money in the bank account. That's, you know, like you say, it's really meaningless yeah. in lots of ways. It makes you comfortable, but it doesn't make make your life fulfilling. You know, and I think that's why I would hesitate if if I want a lot of money to give people money, like crazy money. I would just want to make, I would just want people around me to be comfortable, you know, and but not take away their life from them. Yeah. You, know what, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, if, say, my brother owns a house, you know, and I paid off his house, he still has obligations that he's requ- he has to make. Mm. He has more money now. Right. You know, and he has more money in the bank. He has more money to save. He has more money to spend if he wants to go on trips or whatever. Right. But he would still ha- need to work. And I would never want to take that away from him because he is someone who does a job, you know, he always complains about it, but I know, I know that he secretly Everyone likes it. Everyone complains about it. Everyone complains about their job, except for me. I don't complain about my job. But... Uh, most you, you just come in with open wounds sometimes, and, and yeah, go, well, like, I really like my job. Good, but you know, like, but he he's a kind of complaining guy, so he complains about his job. But I know that he likes doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And if he was, you know, if he was uh, debt free, let's say in terms of his mortgage or whatever, he could work less. You know, he could take, you know, he could take a day off. Or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you could change your life in, in little right. ways that make your job more. It's an interesting more, one. Is like if you like a day off. Yeah, like it sounds like it sounds like something that people would like, but some people don't like a day off. You know, it's like yeah. yeah, some people like to work, and that's you know, like I'm a worker bee. That's my nature. I like to work. I don't like. I do like to watch a movie or whatever, but then I want to like do things. I want so if you have to go edit a podcast, I need to right, right. I mean, you're you're definitely making more work for yourself than you than than you have to by doing like this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And then you're like, you know what? One podcast not enough. I'm going to do another <laughs> podcast. It's like, all right, you started it. Yeah, and also your game for coloring a book. Yeah, you know that's also extra work and extra work. Mm-hmm. If you were going back to your fantasy situation here, if you did not have to uh, work at your job for the money. What would you do to work to fulfill, you think, your need to do stuff? Like your own, like yeah. what would you do? Yeah. I mean, I have plenty of hobbies that are like jobs. That Physical I, physical hobbies. Not, that, well, not physical hobbies, like doing this. I would, yeah. you know, if I could, you know, make this better, I think it's pretty good. But if, if there's a way to make it better or make it more, do more podcasts, mm-hmm. I would, you know, that would be fun. Or to be able to draw more, like to have, actually have time in the day right. where... You could sit and draw, you know, like they don't have you have nine hours of your day back. So if you, you if know. you had the money to they, where you didn't have to work, I know mm-hmm. you enjoy your job, yep. but if you did not have to do your job, would you still do that job? Are no, you one I would, of those I guys would, who wins the lottery and goes quit, to work? Every I would day? quit the job. Okay, would you quit with a fuck you and fuck you, or would no, you no. quit with a nice? I quit with a, a, here's a box of donuts. See you, see you later, fellas. Close friends at work. Here's a little check. Let's stay, uh, let's stay friendly on Snapchat. Oh, that's a nice way of like making rivalry at work between the people who got the checks and didn't. All right. Don't tell, don't tell anyone. Oh, don't tell anyone. Yeah, that's going to happen, right? <laughs> All of them coming in with their mink coats. And I'm just like, hey, where'd you get the mink coat? Nothing. Let's, let's not get crazy. Yeah. Why's it got Dave stitched on the back? What's going that was on a going there? away present. Well, if it's going to create jealousy, what do I care? I'm gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think my I think my ideal is uh, when you're asking me my lotto thing, which I also try to think of like as my uh, if things work out, doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I think I would yeah. continue to write. I think I would continue to perform to a degree. I always look at someone like. Um, but you could you could take away some of the 
like you could take away some of the pressure elements of it. Maybe things that you're doing that you don't really want to do. Yeah. You know, like those things can kind of get shaved away and you could go, come to sort of like the core of what you love I to made, do. I made a couple of choices quite a while ago where I wouldn't do work that I really didn't like. Okay. You know, which is a, which, which. Well, he tried that, but I insisted you keep doing the podcast. There we go. No, I quite enjoy this. Um, <laughs> Where I wouldn't do work that I would think would make me feel ill or like even something like a, a writer's room for something. I, I, okay. I don't, I don't much care for that. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, so it made for some lean times, but my wife and I both agreed on this to do, to mm-hmm. do this and we've taken some risks and what have you, what have you. Yeah. Uh, I think like if things were, uh, you know, did, did quite well successful, I would still again write, I would still perform. Uh-huh. What I look at is, uh, as almost a role model for that is Ryan Styles. Okay. And uh there's someone who, you know, was uh very successful in stand up. Yeah. Uh not improv, stand up. When I st- when I started doing stand up and uh, and then st- he started doing like Im- he was doing improv as well over at Theater Sports when yeah. I was like kind of coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh Dave's done a scene with Ryan Styles. I'm just going to say this right now. Dave did a very funny scene at a workshop one uh, Sunday. Yeah, that was funny. With Ryan Styles. Um he made it very easy. Right. And, you know, he bounced around and, and tried a bunch of stuff and some things worked and some things didn't. And I've seen a lot of his pilots that didn't work and didn't work. And then, yeah, with Whose Line Is It Anyway, he, he got a cut of it. Quite successful. Like he the Drew could, Carey show. The Drew Carey show. Was it giving him a Absolutely. Good and that's, uh, you know, that's syndication money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Drew Carey is one level up from that where, like, Drew Carey could buy anything he wants at any point. Ryan, I think, you know, it's, it's basically set for life as yeah. well if he wanted yeah. to be. But what he's what he's done is he started his own little improv theater, and I, say, I don't say that in a condescending way, but a little improv theater in Bellingham, which is a small town, yep. kind of south of the Canadian border. Uh, uh, so where, where Dave goes to see movies. If you go to see Ryan stuff, you'll see Dave going to see a movie probably across <laughs> the street from him. Uh, but I yeah. look at that, and when he when he tours because he doesn't like flying, he will rent a bus, okay, and with his friends, and they'll just drive the bus around and tour and do improv and what have you. And again, he does way more dangerous than flying. Yeah, but your fear is your fear. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, so uh, more people die from, you know, spiders than sharks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I look at that and I go like, oh, that's someone who's got a peaceful life for themselves, uh, does the work they want to do, has a little theater that's nice, yeah. you know, does occasionally work on TV and movies. And it's like, that seems like a nice level of where that would be. And I kind of I kind of look at that and just go, I'd still be making stuff. I'd just be making more stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I yeah, do. Sh- sure. I do short films. I publish more things, uh, but I can't see a time that I would ever go. Yep, done. Retire. <laughs> yeah, it'd be over. no. It'd be no fun because par- part of who we are. I mean, from from the, the from my leaving the womb, I was a creative person. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a part of me. Yeah, as you a left kid. and you said to the doctor, "I've got notes. I've got some <laughs> notes for you." Can we do? Can we have a little discussion? I, well, I came out and and you know, I we did a scene. We did a little scene together. You know. So I think I offered him my bum. He spanked it. You know, he said yes. Yeah, you accepted his offer. Yeah, I accepted his offer. <laughs> you know, it's and I. But uh, the first when I was just a little kid, I was I was a funny person. I was creative. I drew. Yeah. I drew to my mind funny cartoons. They're probably incomprehensible to other people, but to to me, they were hilarious. I wrote I wrote funny stories for school. You know, mm-hmm. like like. That was just who I was. I was, you know, this cre- creative thing that wanted to be creative. And I don't know why. And I don't know, I don't even know if it's related. I mean, it's related to ego, but I don't know if it's related to like the need to impress people because 
a lot of it's very very private anyway. I don't really show it or anything. Do you think you have a need to be heard? No. Okay. I don't really think that way about it actually. I like I have a need to express myself, mm-hmm. but not necessarily a need for that expression to be visible to other people. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. Like I mean, a, we do these. We throw them out into the void. People could we, listen. Yeah, people yeah. could not. I think we do the same show for if it was a thousand people that we would for a hundred thousand people. I don't think the show would radically change if ratings oh, went up. Oh, no, no. Not at all. Yeah. If anything, I not would get... ratings. Listeners went I think up. if we had... I think if we had a hundred thousand listeners, I think the show would get more self-deprecatory. Is that a word? Well, you'd make fun of yourself for not being able to pronounce that word. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> what a disaster. Uh... But uh, you know, it's just you I had think... a hot podcast with completely Beatles. That one, uh, that one, you know, uh, uh, took off and was like uh, yeah. more successful than mm-hmm. anything else we've done, and was like uh, reviewed positively in magazines yeah, yeah. that you admired when you yeah, were super, a youth. Super flattering. Yeah, but it didn't change the podcast. No, it doesn't or change what the we podcast, do, or, no. or we didn't chase it. We didn't go. Oh well, we better do a Rolling Stones one. You know, like we didn't. We didn't. Because that's not what we're interested in. So mm-hmm. it didn't. It just whatever. You know. Like when people say, why don't we do, why don't you guys do another music one? Well, the answer is, is Ian's not a big music fan. So I would just be torturing you by doing like a Beach Beach Boys one or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you could do it with someone else. You know enough people who love music. But that's not, the the point is that we do these together. That's the fun part of it to me, that we're exploring something together. If you had more money, would you do them with other people and more time? Uh, I would, um, I wouldn't want to, to be honest. That's fair. I like. I like our chemistry, so I think I think we bring like a kind of fun element to things we talk about. All right, you know, like to I don't just to be boasty. I to me when we do like a show like Completely Beatles or or Tintin or whatever, that's like to me is like the perfect podcast because it's informative, but it's also silly and fun. Has a little loose to it, and we yeah we have some fun with it. I mean, even when we're doing the Marx Brother one today, which we just recorded. Oh, there's our, no fun to that. We recorded our second episode. We were having fun. We were. Making jokes and stuff like that during it that were that unrelated to the Marx Brothers that whatsoever. Just clenching my fists under the <laughs> table. <laughs> so, to me, well, I should. Maybe oh, you were saying to me. Yeah, you're yeah, right. You're sorry about to that. To me, these these shows are like perfect shows because when I when I listen to podcasts, what I look for, like if someone said to me, "Oh, there's a movie podcast you'll love," I'm like, "Oh, okay, that sounds cool." And if I listen to it, and it was just a very serious podcast. Mm-hmm. I would I would be interested in it. Even if it's telling me stuff that I I don't know and I'm, I'm I'm interested in, it's not interesting. It's not an interesting delivery system to me. Just people being very serious and talking about something. It it kind of reminds me of when I go see stand up or when I'm doing stand up. And there's a difference where where someone goes up and you feel that they have that neediness, right? Mm-hmm. Like they really need from laugh to laugh. Yeah. And then someone comes up and it's not that they don't give a damn, uh, but they they're 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 presenting something to you that they want to say. Yeah. You know, and they'd be saying it anyway. They'd mm-hmm. be saying it probably to their friends. They'd be saying it over here, and there's that casualness that you just go ah. You just relax and sit back, and <laughs> yeah. hopefully that's su- to some degree what we present in in what we're doing is like we'd be. It's like when sometimes when people meet us at a convention or outside of the building here. Uh, please don't stalk us. Uh, <laughs> and we're talking. They're like, "Oh, it's like a episode of the show." It's like, "Yeah, okay." Well, that's that to me feels like a compliment or an insult, depends how you put it. Um, <laughs> where it's like, okay, well, it feels like a natural conversation. Then there's not much yeah. difference. There's no difference. That. There's very little difference between us talking here, yeah. us going to White Spot and having a meal together, yeah. and then us returning here to do a, a second podcast. In all that talking, there's very little difference in what how we talked with each other. Yeah. And, and I, but I think that's the same thing when I was going back to uh, millionaires I've worked for. Yeah. Uh, 
and 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 I end up like in a conversation that's long enough where we're actually talking, talking. Mm-hmm. People don't change when they're when they're given the freedom to do what they want to do. Like even if they're doing it for money or whatever, they're still the same person. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Again, if you're working at Foot Locker and your boss is over your shoulder and they're like, "Keep pushing the Pumas" or whatever, <laughs> then yeah, maybe you're a different personality. You put that on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah it's. Uh, yeah, in terms of well, yeah, I mean, in terms of creative work. Which is different than selling pumas, uh, although I like puma shoes a lot. Puma suede. No, keep pushing the pumas then. Viva. Uh, the, you know, I think creative work is different because creative work, you know, ideally is a reflection of you and, you know, your, your, whatever, your need to, to tell a story or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. This is a, maybe it's a bigger, it's a bigger topic. When I'm doing sketch comedy or improv comedy or something where I'm working with somebody, I try to make the environment one where they can present as many ideas as possible that they feel comfortable with, uh, even to the detriment sometimes of the actual project itself, yeah. uh, which you might have seen from uh, various sketch comedy shows I've done. But like it, where someone feels like what they're doing is like, exciting and interesting it's like maybe it's not the best thing but i won't shut it down because i feel like if we're doing the work that we feel is right and feel is us as we grow we're going to be able to keep doing that Mm -hmm. you know whereas if you try to keep things to a tight strict format to make it right for the thing and hopefully sell it to whoever you're going to sell it to at some point it's going to fuck up because you're going to grow be you're going to you it's your personality is going to bounce against the wall there and you're just going to have had enough of this shit mm. and it's and you're not going to go far with it yeah and i've seen that with like sketch comedy shows where people are like very 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 strict with the ideas and we're going to make everything tight and we're going to have all this and it's like okay well see this group uh going apart <laughs> in a year and a half or see you in a year and a half with a totally different cast yeah because that's yeah. what i'm going to see huh Whereas for the most part, you know, people I've worked with, I've worked with for many, many, many years. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because we're all still the same people we're doing and the work we're doing shows the people that we are and is a reflection of who we are. And so even though it might not be super popular at first, uh, it's still got a better shot. That feels like a better gamble to me in the long run. Yeah. As we get better and better at what we do. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my nonsense. Same thing with this podcast. You know, instead of starting Sneaky Dragon and going like, no, let's stick topics let's get some tight <laughs> topics and get this and then get mm. things at the end where we're too we lazy this for that. And with that yeah we're just much it's too a lazy. lucy it gives it the loosey goosiness uh lets us be ourselves yeah. and and go yeah. on and that's why we've never won an award for this <laughs> but that's fine <laughs> well the second we win hard... an award we shut this mother it's, down it's a hard sell but show. the people that like it like it Oh, yeah. And the people uh, that like it, we've uh, we've had really nice connections with, and it's mm-hmm. mean, it means means a lot. And I think it goes a lot deeper than if we had that really tight uh, Ian and Dave tell you what movie sucks every week. Yeah, yeah. Podcast. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, it's so damn common. Very common. And, yeah. And it can be done. I mean, I'm a fan of the Flop House, which is a sure. show about telling you about which movies There's suck. Very funny ones. I just don't but, listen to them consistently. But yeah, you know, you want a show where. But see, there's a show that's giving you information, but it's giving you in a funny way. And not in a snarky way, not in a mean-spirited way, in a goofy way, which is, you know, different than... But yeah, like, no, you're right. I mean, we... Uh, again, I'm right. So anyway, that's the, uh, that's one more for me. You're going to make me that stop brings it to an even 10. Word. 
10 to Dave's 25. Okay, keeping it, keeping the list. I think it's 27. 27 to 25. Got it. Thanks so much, Dave. I stand corrected again, which means 27 to 26. Getting the math on that right. We'll see how the rest of this episode wraps up. I got you keeping an actual tally. You're writing it down. Yeah, I'm not good at mime. I <laughs> no, do a lot no. of physical business. You have to actually have you and Carrot Top. Yeah, you have to have your that was his name, wasn't it? Um, I was gonna say that uh, when I was, you, you, I told you I saw Carrot Top at the Louvre, right? You did. No one believes you. All right, yeah. that's the story. Painted by Carrot Top. Yeah, it was a picture of <laughs> Carrot Top. No, I mentioned that on the show before. The only time I've ever been to the Louvre. Uh, me and my friends, we saw Carrot Top and we had to follow Carrot Top from a distance because, like, how can you not? Yeah. But yeah. please continue. Why not? Uh, I was going to say that when I was a kid, when I was, like, uh, late elementary school, early high school, mm-hmm. I was a terrible liar. Like, I would lie all the time. Oh, lie. I thought you were bad at it. No, no. I was really good at lying. Okay. Because I was just telling stories. Yeah. And I wasn't, in my mind, I wasn't lying. I was just making up these really elaborate lies that were like stories sure there might be stories about these great street hockey games we used to play i remember telling this kid in grade six all these outlandish flamboyant stories that were you know on in retrospect how did he even believe me but i just told him all these stories and stuff like that to the point where he was like he wanted to play street hockey with me (laughs) (laughs) i did not play street hockey in fact and so the pressure was on then i was like oh it can't be that hard (laughs) so i I went home and uh, got my brother to give me his hockey stick. Right. My brother's like, you're going to play street hockey? Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, it can't be that hard. He's like, uh-huh. So I brought his, street, his oh. hockey stick. Here's the problem. He's left-handed. So the, the bend went the wrong way on his hockey stick. Right. So I walk over to this oh, guy's. That's pretty extreme. <laughs> what was I thinking? I walked, you know, from my house all the way, like, past the elementary school I went to, to the other, to this different neighborhood. Right. And I'm I played. bet the walk back was longer. <laughs> I played just a very short time, and the guy's like, you are terrible. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And I just, yeah, I guess I walked back home again. That reminds me. With um, my brindle stick on my back. That reminds me of when I was a, a young man. And the show. Bindle uh, sticks, right? Bindle, bindle, bindle sack? Like a bindle, bindle, yeah, I, just, right, I was running enough. away from home with a hockey stick. I, I hear you. I like it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and again, this is aging myself, but what the fuck? I'm the age I am. Uh, Kung Fu was a very popular show. Interesting. And I never uh, saw it on TV. Okay. Uh, and uh, many uh, young men mm. in my neighborhood yes. seemed to say that they knew Kung Fu. Oh. And uh, they, we all just assumed because we watched it, mm-hmm. we now knew Kung Fu. Yeah. Then I'd occasionally see them get into a fight uh-huh. with someone who knew Kung Fu. Oh. They did not know Kung Fu. <laughs> and it wasn't usually Kung Fu, it was karate or something else. Yeah, but it was yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. I must, you know, and they would do the, I must warn you. I know Kung Fu. Okay. And I was like, well, let's see how this fight goes. <laughs> <laughs> like right on the ground. No, no, sir. Yeah. You do not. Unless this is the part of Kung Fu where, um, the, uh, the, the fellow, John Kung Fu, yeah. um, uh, always tries not to fight. Yes. And so allows himself oh, to okay. be hit be, yeah. a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, until a racial slur is used, mm. at which point he takes his tea and smashes it in the guy's face. The that was always the thing. What was the racial slur? Whitey? Uh, no. Hey, honky. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was not. It was. Uh, it was a combination of China. Yeah. And man. Okay. And that was the one that was. The, that, that would was get used. get him. And that would it be never like, occurred to anyone that he was in no way Chinese. He was a man, but not Chinese. 
Back was, then, you could say it was what you him. were, and people went, I guess? <laughs> I guess it's... I guess? It's good of him to make a stand against that, oh, that word, I yeah. guess. I, you know, let's, let's give Yeah, if I was, I'd be that. very insulted. Cup of tea to the head. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then uh, then he would he would fight using kung fu. Mm-hmm. Kung fu that would not be able to be duplicated by uh, the boys in my neighborhood. No. Uh, when no. push came to shove and they were fighting big bullies. It was funny. A little while ago, uh, I have a friend... Um, and he's he's Chinese, and he grew up uh, learning karate and stuff like that. And and he, he was, we were talking the other day, and he's like, Cause, yeah, I just realized something recently. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's that? He goes, chi power isn't real. <laughs> I say, like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> when was it? <laughs> but he really bought into this whole thing, and he's just like, sure. and he was so... He was so disappointed with like because he spent years learning kung fu and stuff like that, and he's like, it's not even a good fighting system. It's terrible. He says like mixed martial arts is way better. Like if you're gonna fight someone, that is the best strategy for fighting. Like mixed martial arts are like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something like that, where yeah. you have like a mix of ground and 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 punching attacks. I'm like, okay, what it brought this on? You know, he's like, well, I spent 15 years learning kung fu and it's useless. And I was like, oh man. Jeez, I wonder at what point he realized the chi thing. I wonder if it was. Well, the it, seemed very, it seemed very recent. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if he just looked it up online and was like, well, what's the yeah. situation with this? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, like, I could see how you well, almost what, go like... What was the internet going to tell well, him that well, life wasn't telling like, him? Well, you've heard, like, you know, yeah. biochemistry. Yeah. Your body, you know, there's electrical charges in your brain. Sure, okay. There's things that run through you. Yeah, I could yeah. see, you know, electricity stops your heart. Okay, there's 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 chi... Yes. But maybe, not your own electricity. Yeah, that's the thing. Why, why wouldn't they have your own electricity? And, like, does everyone have it? And can you build it? No. And what happens? No. Yeah. Oh, that's a drag. None of those things going to happen. So what you're saying is Iron Fist isn't real. Iron Fist. Well, Iron Fist is real in the universe that he lives in, which is not our universe. I don't even know if he's real in that universe. I don't know. Iron Fist was he's the weak link of that. Just a big phony. Yeah. Once again, if you've got Iron Man mm-hmm. and then you have Iron Fist show yep. up later, yep. who cares? It's like it's like all of a sudden in the DC universe, if you're like, what's your name? I'm Super Fist. What's your power? Once in a while, my fist turns super. and It's really strong. Oh, because we got Superman over here already. What's his deal? He's all super always, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Why do we need... A, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're good, Super Fist. I'm sorry. So you think... Super Fist is sad. You think he should have been called Super Fist instead of Iron Fist? What about Dragon Fist? Well, now now you're talking. Because <laughs> that's his deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he punched a dragon. Yeah. He got the power... Purportedly. Yeah, well, he... I have seen no Yeah, we saw of none of that in there. Uh, he, <laughs> fuck, yeah, how do you miss not punching a... Like, I guess they had the skeleton in the Defenders. Yeah, that's true. But who gives... That could be anything. Well, that could be, yeah. It could be anything. Seemed a little planted. Also, how hard is it to make a dragon, like Game of Thrones does it every week, makes three? Mm. Doesn't look that good, but okay. It doesn't look super good. But, you know, you just got to show it a little bit and just punch the dragon in the face. <laughs> yeah, he should 100% be Dragon Fist. Yeah, Because yeah. he punched a dragon. Yeah. Now you've got the power of the Dragon Fist. Yeah. Well, well what's your deal? Can. It it turns my fist kind of like iron. Mm. Like it's magnetic? No. Is it turned like gray like iron? No. Yeah. What the fuck? It's not iron. <laughs> it's dragon <laughs> fist or chi fist. All these other things. Turns out there's no such thing as chi. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Just Do you know a weird uh, energy. a weird character that uh, well not a weird character but a weirdly named character that uh, that Superboy used to fight with in the Legion of Superheroes? Karate Kid. Karate Kid, really? And that was before the Karate Kid uh, movies. He was Did just he... the Karate Kid. And then mm-hmm. uh, the Karate Kid movies came out, and they were like, do we do we change Karate Kid's name? And they went, no, 
We're giving Karate Kid his own uh, comic book. Mm. So Karate Kid had his own comic book after that. Yeah, why would they change it? They should be going after that movie for stealing the name. Well, here's the thing about Karate Kid to me. Like, they remade it recently. <laughs> yeah. You, did you see the remake with uh, with uh, Jamal? Is that his name? Will Smith's uh, and his wife's uh, son. Uh, and Jackie Chan, who does a good job in it. Um, but Jackie Chan is great. Yeah, Jackie Chan is great. Of course he a good job. Uh, so he's, um, he's, he, it's the Karate Kid. Yep. But he doesn't do karate in it. Yep. Does kung fu. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck off. Then the movie's wrong. He's not. He's not Are they not interchangeable? No. What karate is the and kung fu is different. What is the difference? I, I think they're different martial arts. They have different spellings. Well, they start with the same letter, but they're different. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why are they different? Yeah, what's the difference? I don't know. Why is boxing different so, from poking in the eye? It's a different, it's <laughs> well, a different thing. That is noticeably different. I, I have you seen... You don't see a, a difference between karate well, and kung fu? Well, yeah. But, I mean, the difference is... is Do you in, know who would uh, here's answer the difference. that? Oh, wait, wait. Uh, a, a fella who you could ask three times, and then if you call him by a racial slur, he's going to throw some tea at you. I have to you. ask him, because here's the difference. You can have a person who does karate, or you can have a person who does kung fu. And then you know that they're both pretentious because they're overpronouncing the things they're talking about. Right. Uh, there's also a movie called Gung Ho, which I'm sure probably doesn't age well. Mm. With Michael Keaton. And what Sammy Sammy Watanabe? What's his Watanabe? Something what Watanabe? He was also in the like Sixteen Candles and things like that. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> See, this those is movies the kind of thing. Not, like those movies is, are not. When we good. don't have tight topics. Yep. This is this is how these well, these all go a wandering. You don't you don't want that though? Yeah. When we started the show, I said. I said, you know what? I don't think it would be a good idea. First of all, you said to me, listen, Dave. And I went, who do you think I am? And you went, aren't you David M? And I went, no. Is that who you wanted? Uh, and he went, no, no, no. no I'm no, glad no, to no. see you. Glad, glad you're here. Ian? And I'm like, are you just saying Ian because you got multiple friends named Ian and the odds are that my name is Ian? Yep. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, short Ian. That's true. What do you mean short Ian? I'm like 5'11". Yeah, yeah, but my other friend Ian is much taller. Yeah, he's 6'8". Yeah, so you're short Ian. You're short Ian. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um... Begin. Uh, the you're my friend, beardless Dave. When I suggested that we, well, that's true. My wife and I are actually married. When uh, when I, we started doing the show, and I suggested that we script the entire episode <laughs> each week, you were like, "No, I think it'd be better if we just <laughs> we yeah. winged it." And uh, and we said the same thing when we first met. Not first met, but when we first started working together yeah. uh, in high school, and we had our first sketch comedy group meeting. Yeah. And one of the first questions that was asked was, "Should we do this in British accents?" Who asked that question? I'd like to know. Was it me? Did I think that was a good idea? I, I hope believe not. it was Mark. I believe okay. it was Mark. I don't want to say his last name because yeah, yeah. Mark Lewis would get upset about that. <laughs> he would. Uh, but I believe it was like, should we do uh, this in British accents? And for a second, we all considered it. And then we went, no, let's try it without the British accent. Yeah, I think that's... And I think we did the same thing with this podcast. And went, that was I think the that's best. a good idea. You know, the, here's my favorite time of, of, of that particular part of our life. Okay. Speaking of Mark, Mark quit the group. Because he was having some issues, religiously based issues, over the material we were doing. Right. And now he's a very successful actor, so he was right to do so. He was right. He was right. May I also add that he no longer is as, uh, he is no longer as strictly, as strict and adherent to those ideas. As well, the important was. thing is we're revealing things about his personal life on a podcast <laughs> he's got nothing to do with. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Today on Spilling the Beans. Anyway, he left the group. Yeah. Let's talk about ex-girlfriends and what they're up to now. <laughs> Just be a real couple of creeps. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Facebook is for. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he he quit the group. This is all I'm gonna say about him. So you and I thought it'd be fun. He's a very successful actor right now. You and I actually wasn't even that. It was the end of the year, and we thought it'd be fun to do kind of like a, a little bit of a roast of the year. Okay. Do you remember this? 
I do, but you we did know, it in one night. We, I'm feeling incredibly uncomfortable right now, but go ahead. Yeah, continue. It was yeah. We well, we we never laughed so hard <laughs> at the roast of the other people in our troop that we wrote. Yes. Did we just do it for them? No, you announced it, so we had an audience of, of people. Did we? <laughs> okay, now listen. The idea, my idea I, was we would I, do it for I ourselves. I feel when I when I remember this hot embarrassment. Like, like as in, like my head starts to get hot, very hot, and my heart is like really. And uh, I get, I get the shame sweat of how badly this went. Forgive yourself. All right, but please continue. Forgive yourself. It's not really my place to forgive me. It's more the people we roasted. But continue. The important thing is we're revealing personal information about them now in 2018 on a podcast. All right, go ahead. And we said yes. We rehearsed it the night before. Yeah, we put together three together this show. It was we were delighted. We were it was the best stuff we ever wrote. <laughs> Every word was gold. <laughs> Laughter to the point of tears. It was pretty good stuff. Try to get a full breath in. You can't. You're laughing so hard. We the perf- next day. The next day, we performed it to a group of crickets. Apparently, yeah. Some tumbleweed drop by. The important thing was it was a little mean. <laughs> It was, a little it was a little mean. So it was that nice mix of not that funny, us laughing at our own jokes, and, and quite mean, and the audience turning on us, and us still doing it, and the people that were roasting not enjoying it at all, being very obvious about that, that making it more awkward. Yeah. The audience gets quieter. Mm-hmm. Oh, the hot shame sweats right now. Yeah. That was great. Yep. That was the best moment of that of that thing. Yep. There we go. <laughs> so perfect. And let's do those jokes right now. <laughs> well, let me tell you. I don't remember them anymore. I mean, we weren't just roasting our our I mean, we were roasting ourselves as well. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. We you know, we it was a broad we bro- we we painted with a broad brush. Yep. But oh, oh man. Yeah. Also the fun well. the fun is when you don't uh when you don't say it's a roast and it's a surprise roast for people. <laughs> also goes well. And we didn't have that bit at the end where you're really nice to the person too. Where you're always like at the very end just like, but it's a delight working for it with you and you're we love you, buddy. And it's like, nope. Just the mean. And the kind of mean that only uh high school boys will write. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That thoughtless. Yeah, that thoughtless. <laughs> I'm missing a chunk of my soul. Uh, yes, was, oh, a lot of repressed was, sexual energy, there was, real angry. There's no empathy inside. at all. There's just, oh, Do you know what we were? Do you know what we were? We were. Yep, a couple of dicks. We were the internet before the internet. <laughs> you know how you would like do mean jokes about your friends online? They're like, well, that went too far. Yeah. We decided to, f- <laughs> I, was, I say fill. We decided to fill a theater with people yes. and then do our mean tweets about <laughs> friends, at least until that point, uh, in front of them with, oh. if I'm remembering, visuals. Yeah. Yeah, we did some visuals. Did some I don't know how we did visuals we back then. We had an overhead then. projector. We had an overhead projector, and we drew mean pictures as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a great combination <laughs> of you fucking assholes. Yeah. So, anyway, that was, a, that was, that was Dave's favorite time in high school. <laughs> it, was just, it was so brilliant. Oh, I can't believe what we were thinking. It was yeah. just it was Did the group miracle. stay together after that, or was that the end of it? Well, it would have been. Then the group stayed together after that. I mean, I I had to leave because I I was finished high school that right. year. Right. The group continued into the next year. A couple, a couple actually, years after. A couple of years afterwards. That's right. But it changed. It changed because it became more. 
something I don't like, which is uh, people performing other people's material. Mm. Uh, became like kind of like just taking someone else's more sketches. actory and less writery. Yeah, yeah, and just doing other people's sketches, like doing Saturday Night Live sketches as if they were their own. Yeah, like that. that is not that's not what we were about, and I feel like that was. But you know, it's it's a funny thing that with something like that, where where you have that weird con congruency or whatever of of people, of personalities, yeah. of a bunch of people who are interested in the same thing that can make it happen. You know, that's very rare. Like yeah. you know. Just it, it, it's either it's either people reacting to the existence of it, and so it's there, and now they can do the thing that they want to do, like because there's an opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like like when you look at like early Franco-Belgian comics, like why were there so much talent in that one small scene? Why why did they have so many you know all these talents kind of come out of nowhere? Well, because there was opportunities to fill pages. Yeah, you know, there was magazines that were coming up like Spiru and Pilot and stuff like that, and they needed material, and so there's people to came out of the woodwork basically to fill that that yeah. need and ours was kind of the same thing there's people that some of them we wait we wouldn't like we would never have met if it wasn't for yeah. footlights that they had a, a talent and a, that was a the name of to, our group yeah yeah the name of the, the sketch group uh it feels yeah and, and the weird thing is like looking back on it i've asked other people like around that time if like did you have anything like this at your school it's like no one had that at their school like, with the exception possibly of some schools like in vancouver proper which mm-hmm. had little which had more like uh just the start of improv was sort of starting off yeah and there was a little there was a little of that but mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of like we're gonna do sketch sketch yeah. we're gonna do get together we're gonna write we're gonna make some sketch yeah and yeah. uh yeah it just wasn't and we're gonna have like we're gonna try and encourage everyone to write sketches yeah not just one or two people who keep providing the material uh because that was my dream too is that everyone would write for it in some way yeah you know and the people who couldn't you know i fired them <laughs> so it's pretty cruel but you need that in a group. We were uh, we were a cruel bunch. It wasn't that we were cruel. It's just that we were really m- motivated. Like we wanted yeah to do. But this I do thing. think we had kids kids level cruelty. There's a there's oh, a yeah. high school level of like being obsessed with yourself or or, or not thinking well, not thinking in a way that really promotes empathy. Yeah, yeah. You know. But then that was me too. I didn't learn empathy for many many years uh, to any substantial degree. Um, I had yeah. well, I had empathy, but I just was super ambitious. I did not, and you know, I just had this vision of what you know what I wanted, and I just you know I just kept pushing it, and I wanted I didn't want people who didn't share it or weren't as dedicated. Yeah. I didn't think people didn't think people should be as dedicated as me, but I wanted some level of dedication to yeah. it. So people that like didn't want to not eat their lunch, you know, hear that you know, and you're like, well, why are you on stage eating your lunch? Like you're you're doing a sketch. Well, it's lunchtime. <laughs> Get out of here! Like you're not, you don't care about this. Like I just wanted people to care about it, you know. So it is cruel in a way, but it's funny. I was talking with with like with one of my workmates, and we were we were talking about we were talking about our manager at work, and I was uh, like sort of the general manager of work, and I was we were talking about like what makes a good manager because I felt like this guy is a good manager. He's not he's not like a super smart guy or anything, but he has like qualities that make him a good manager. Mm-hmm. And some of them are things like he's he's a good glad hander, you know. Yeah. He's very outwardly friendly, you know, and he's you know when he sees you, he's very voluble and 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 happy and stuff like that. But at the same time, what makes him a good manager is he doesn't he doesn't give a shit about what you think, you know. Like if you don't want to do what he wants you to do, he doesn't care about your feelings. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's that certain amount of bluntness that a manager has to have, okay? Because he can't care about everyone's feelings. He's also running a He's responsible for a business right. that can't, you know, oh, you don't want to lift doors? Okay, well, don't lift any doors then. Just don't, you know, 
we'll get other people to do that yeah. part of the job for you're you know the, you just can't you're in be the door there. lifting business yeah you can't you can't be that way right so there has to be a certain amount of i don't care and i think when you're doing something like footlights for instance when you're trying to put a sketch comedy group together you know there's someone who has to be a motor you know that like, the, the ambitious motor that dr keeps dry pushing forward and stuff like that like you're pretty self-motivated mm -hmm. like as soon as we started you're like brought in like seven or eight sketches and i was first, already writing sketches yeah. myself yeah so like, here you go there's a bunch of like, okay well they we could do a whole show of you and stuff and that's fine but you know I, I did want like a mix of people involved so then you're like you're like pushing people all the time you're like well, okay, you know you should try and write a sketch like i think you'd be really good at yeah. it you know i'll help you i'll help you write it like we can sit down together and write it you know like with al yeah you know here we sit down i'll write a sketch with you and then that you have a concept yeah yeah and here you write it. i love your voice so i want you to like speak to yeah. me and we'll 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 make this work you know and yeah like that's that's what i want but you have to be ambitious you can't like show up and just be like yeah whatever you guys want to do yeah because nothing will happen like we'll never do a lunchtime performance or whatever the goal was you know so, and sometimes I do feel like, oh, that was kind of, I was kind of a dick, but I never regret, I don't regret. You were, yeah, <laughs> you also were, things. you also were a kid. Yeah. You're a kid. Yeah. And kids are, kids are dicks. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Most, a lot of times. Quite a bit. <laughs> Quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> You'll meet nice people, but yes, there's, you know. I, uh, before we, uh, before we mosey. Before we head for the hills. Uh, you haven't seen the new uh, Star Wars. I would have you? I would describe my my feeling about that film as indifferent. Yeah, here's the, here's here's what I'm kind of thinking now. I've seen uh, I've seen Rogue Ones. I've seen uh, Last Jedi's. I've seen whatever the other one was. I've seen Force uh, Awakens. Force Awakens. Okay. I've seen Solo. I've seen these, and it feels like what they're doing right now is they're doing one movie that moves the things forward, yeah. and one that explains a bit of minutia <laughs> yes. and makes a whole movie out of it. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is which is better than okay. what they used to do, which was make three movies that explain a bit of minutia <laughs> that was mentioned casually. And like, yes, right. We're finally going to explain the Kessel Run. Yeah, without saying what they do in it. Um, do I, we need to know that? Or I forget. Isn't I, it just great that it's like a mysterious background that you don't know what well, they're talking about? There's, there's, there's a couple of things about that. But yeah, I'll get without spoiling what the movie is. Um, it's same thing with uh, the, the Rogue One, because that's like, I forget what the race is, but so many died in getting us this information. Ban Bantus or something? Bant yeah, uh, yeah, that's ba right. Sure. Banyan trees? B uh, Bostontonians, I <laughs> Bostontonians. believe, uh, died in so getting many. us this information. It's like, well, how about we do a whole movie about seeing them all die no one know what the new one they're talking about they're talking about the foss all the time there you are the fast we're gonna park the millennium falcon in harvard yard um <laughs> right so here here is my problem with solo just generally just generally what makes hans is this about hope solo the american soccer women's soccer goal no it's not or okay. any of the many people i know named hope um <laughs> okay so what makes uh han solo interesting to me uh -huh. Is at least in the very beginning, like in Star Wars, where he's at his, I, I think, his best. His Star Warsiest. His Star Warsiest. It's fine in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. He's got like a little arc where, you know, uh, but like he always seems like he's going to leave. It's like, it always looks like, well, I've had enough of this. Yeah. What, like he's, when everyone's going, the force flows through us all and it, it, it binds us. And he's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You need yeah. a gun. <laughs> uh, we need to, okay. We're going to rescue the, I need money, <laughs> money to fix my ship. I'm, I'm leaving. This yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm out. 
he was the realistic voice that would yeah. that would uh, cut through the treacle and the la la la. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah. that's fine. So when you make a, uh, he's but the, the nice, thief with a heart of gold. Well, maybe, but you never know when he's going to go. Fuck yeah. this, I'm out. Um, that's but, true. But you also, when you first when you first met him, and he did say that thing about the Kessel Run, you're like, well, he's he's a he's a liar. Mm. He's a con guy. Yeah. You see, he, like, he's he's just pretending to know all this other stuff and everything else he's talking about. He's lying. Oh, I took but, him at his word. Yeah. Good. Good for you. I appreciate. It. And you see that he's like shoots Greedo. Well, he shoots first and oh, whatever. But like, <laughs> he sh- you know, he's a dangerous guy yeah. who's a liar who's all these things. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's interesting. It makes him a bit of a, a, a rogue. A bit so of a he, loose pistol. A bit of a loose that, pistol that shoots Greedo first. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like he's kind of mysterious. He's kind of this. He's kind of that. Could he be bad? Could it be good? So when I heard that they were doing a solo movie, I thought, oh, this is interesting because you've got something with this character that you don't have with any of the others if you're doing a prequel, which is the unreliable narrator. Mm. So like he could, this could all be from his perspective and he's just making shit up because he just makes shit up. Yeah. But instead they play it straight and show you, hey, you know why those things he said happened? They happened because of these reasons. So yeah, that was it. It Yeah, it happened and it's this. It's like, well, why is that good? Why is that good? Why is any of these things that you're showing us, like, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, Darth Vader killed your father, and we worked together in, in the Clone Wars. Oh, that sounds exciting. That's great. Do you want to see it? Ugh. It's <laughs> fucking boring. Who cares? Like, all these people died getting us this thing. Oh, what a noble cause. I yeah. want you watch a whole movie about it. Jesus Christ. And, like, but yeah. maybe they'll be able to pull it off with Solo, because he's a fun, loose character. Yeah. And it was just, like handcuffs go here you go we got to hit all these beats Mm. hey you ever wonder how he meets that guy how about this how about when he said this about that well that happened so that wasn't made up no it happened oh you want to see it happen i guess Mm. there it happened oh that's fine and even when they show the stuff that's really supposed to be like and now here's a rich environment with all the rich people. It's like, oh, well, let's see what space rich is like. We saw that in the last movie. We saw yeah. that in, you know, The it's, Last it's Jedi. It's never that impressive because, you know, wealth is, it's hard to Yeah, convey. what's that mean? Especially it's, when there's all wizards around. <laughs> what's the fucking matter? You know, a guy comes and goes, I'm taking your money. Yeah, here's my money. Uh, well, well, what's money? Is it same money on all planets? Yeah, yeah. What's it? What's it? What's it all mean? Yeah. Uh. So they they have like a thing where like they're uh, you see all the rich people and you're just like, well, this just looks like. Yeah. I mean, the costumes are fine, but who gives a shit? Yeah. It all just looked like uh like a television series based on the Star Wars thing, and yeah. and they're just all by the numbers, and it's all bleh, and it was just so. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. But Star Wars is better than fine. And every one of these prequels takes a bit of the magic away from the original movies. There's yeah. all these loose, you know, uh, weird little things that mm-hmm. they mentioned. They're like, yeah. well, let's see them. Ugh. Don't it, we see them and now the magic's gone. Yeah. It's not even that. Like with the Rogue One, for instance, you know, the idea of that movie is it bridges exactly to, to the first Star Wars film. Just yeah. What I like, the movie I like to call Star Wars. Yeah. And... But in that film, in Rogue One, you have this CGI uh, fight fest at the end of the movie with with uh, Darth Vader, you know, throwing a bunch of people around in a hallway. Yeah. And then, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna bridge to to the Star Wars, and so you bridge to Star Wars, and then he's a guy who lets a bunch of other people fight and die. Yeah. Walks through a door, picks someone up physically, holds them against, holds them up, threatens them, yeah. drops them down again. Like, 
why didn't he just wipe the floor with all these guys like he did just a minute ago? Yeah. Like, why is he beating people around inside of? All inside you of need two? is one scene, and this is the this is the scene. Yeah. So so you have Rogue One, and it's that scene where everyone goes cool. And by the way, in a Star Wars movie, the scene where the villain does all the bad shit shouldn't be the coolest scene. <laughs> that then you're getting your Star Wars fucking wrong yeah, when you're like, yeah. yay, evil. <laughs> um. So he's doing all the throwing people around. Yeah, yeah. He's grabbing lightsabers. He's Fucking throwing, levitating. All you need is a scene, like, you know, where he's looking out as they're getting away and him just going, oh, jeez. Oh, that winded me. Oh, and someone comes out, are you okay? Yeah, I just, I can't do that for, like, at least another day. Oh, my God. Well, we got to go to the other thing. Okay, you guys, seriously, seriously, you guys fight for me. I got to, oh, Jesus. Listen, if I got to lift a guy, I'm just going to lift him. I'm not going to force choke no one for at least... A week. I like that idea, but I think that uh, I think instead of James Earl Jones doing the voice, it should be Kevin Hart. It just yeah. goes to his voice for that that part of the movie. And that would sound a little something like I don't know. Okay, very good. I'm but not you know, gonna do a you know Kevin Hart is, impression. Right? Yeah, but you know what I mean, or that or that other person. Oh, the other person. Yeah. Okay. Good. Also, fast talking guy. Very good. The other fast talking guy. Exactly. Real fast talking. So and so, and that's and that's why when you see Darth Vader, he's wheezing. He just. <laughs> <sighs> why, why are you so tired? I, I just. It. Through yeah. 12 guys around. <laughs> they all had guns. Every one of them. Strapped. It's, it's just, a, well, you know. Hallway. Your, your so idea, hard. Your idea is amusing, but it wouldn't really help set up the character as scary for the next movie either. Like, yeah. like it's just, it's too much. Like, the thing that makes Darth Vader great in the first film is that, who is he? Like, what yeah. is this guy? He's cool. Like, and that's basically how he was designed. It was like, you know, Ralph McQuarrie was drawing images randomly doing these concept drawings. And he's like, well, I guess he'd need like a mask or something. So he draws like a, a mask thing. It's kind of based in sort of samurai uh, designs because that's yeah. what George Lucas was asking him to draw from. And then, you know, when he all, or gives it kind of a ger- German look to it because, you know, he's thinking of like evil as being, you know, Nazis and stuff like that. And, and then, uh, and then we all think it's great. You know, yeah, because it was like nothing you'd seen before. It's nothing we'd seen before, and it, it's mysterious and it's weird. And when he when he spins off into space at the end of the film, you're like, "What's going to happen?" Like you don't, yeah, because you didn't know there was going to be another movie either. You just nope. you thought that was the end of the movie, so it was very inconclusive. But you know, he's gone. I guess he's just going to float around in space for a while. And I, I know I know a lot of people that liked it, but to me, here's what it's like to me. It's like uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, is to uh, like say Star Wars. As a dumb and dumberer is to dumb and dumber. Oh wow! It's like if you're not going to do something as good or better, yeah. Why are we here? Yeah, you know why are we like as much as like people didn't like the Last Jedi, which I did like the Last Jedi. Uh, I, I, I go like liked it a lot. At least they took some chances and did some weird stuff and tried to do something different. Yeah, and uh, and 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 if you didn't like it, that's fair. This felt like the absolute opposite and just went, we're going to do everything that you've got to do. We're going to do just that. You know, uh, you need a twist here. Here's the twist. But you expect the twist. Yeah. And then here's this bit. Well, you expect that bit. And now it's going to be this thing. Nah, that's that thing. And you almost like at some point, you just, multiple times you wanted Ron Howard to just stick his face out and just go, eh? Like in Star (laughs) Wars, right? Gotcha. Star Wars. All right, I'm back. Does he narrate it? That would be good. Yeah. He was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have had that good feeling <laughs> um, I was thinking about this today actually because I was driving here and I saw this bus 
And I was, cause I was thinking about going to see Solo, and then I saw this bus driver by, and I was like, had an ad for Marvel Infinity Wars on it. I don't even know if it's in the theaters yet. I was like, is that still in the theaters? I would rather go see that movie than, again, because I haven't yeah. only saw it once, than see Solo, and I might, I might just do that. Yeah, I mean, it feels like with this film, it would be fine if there wasn't a world that we lived in with Guardians of the Galaxy. Or mm. even the other Star Wars movies. Yeah. But even the other Star Wars movies, I think, like, you know, I look at, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, and every time they go to a new location in Guardians of the Galaxy... Wow, what an interesting world this is. Mm. Even if they're in the woods, yeah. you're like, well, these are interesting woods. And yeah. they do a whole bunch of interesting stuff with it. And you're in the woods because the raccoon can jump from tree to tree. And now we're seeing him fight with these weird weapons in the woods. Yeah. And every world you go to is interesting. And in this, it was like, how about this world where they start off? Yeah, it's one of those. Okay, it's one of these <laughs> things. Well, we got the floating cars. We've seen the floating cars. Yeah. How about this? Yeah, we've seen that. Now we're in a desert world. Of course you are. Like, <laughs> what do you what do you got? Yeah. Show yeah. me something new. Show yeah. me something. Have yeah. you got something new? If not, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we here? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. You know, there was a there's a scene that's a major scene in there that basically is almost exactly uh with slightly different beats, uh an episode of Firefly. Mm. You're just like, and you're like, well, Firefly was a better Han Solo than this Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And 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 Peter Quill is a better Han Solo mm. than this Han Solo. Mm-hmm. So now we're like, uh, you're about the third best Solo. No, fourth best because we've got the original Han Solo. And you also bring up an interesting point when. Thank you, you very much. That's <laughs> the end of the episode. Twenty-eight <laughs> to not, twenty-five. Did not say you were right. Sorry, twenty-eight to twenty-six. Okay, continue. I did not say you were right. I said you brought up an interesting point, which is that. It is the idea of of you know the conceptualization of it. Like I know people didn't like Valerian, but Valerian was very interesting in terms of its concepts and the things mm-hmm. you were looking at on screen. There were lots of fun ideas and interesting yeah. things that were kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's kind of cool, you know. And I think what make like what makes Alien so so great is that all the people working like conceptually on that film were not fans of Alien. They're just designing things in yeah. in their style for for the movie. So Mobius was drawing Mobius styled yep. uniforms, and Ron I can't remember his name now. Ron Blanc was uh, Jeremy. Ron the Hedgehog was designing <laughs> was designing these great ships for the for the for yeah, the a- you know. alien was actually based on his penis. Did you know that? That's <laughs> Oh, I got to give myself a point for that. <laughs> you Twenty-nine to twenty-six. You get nothing please for continue. that. You can't even. You should Sorry, just, you get nothing. You should nothing. take away. Take away a point. I please. will take away a point from you. Twenty-nine <laughs> to twenty-five. Continue. I don't like the show anymore. Um, but you know what I mean. Like, so those they yeah. weren't coming in with like these preconceived ideas of what a Star Wars unif- universe was. When Ralph McQuarrie was designing the Star Wars. He wasn't thinking like I'm going to design a sh- thing that looks exactly like Star Wars. He was thinking, what's interesting? What's visually arresting to look yeah. at? What is what's cool? You know, and when, like when they're designing the Nostromo, it's cool. When they're, you know, who could we get to to do like a cool alien? Well, I know this guy who does these really weird yeah dra- drawings and stuff like that. Like he's not designing an alien; he's just drawing what he draws. That's the alien. The alien yeah. is what he's already doing. You know, like he already has that style. And it's just strange to me that. There's tons of great artists out there. Is everyone so derivative now that they can't escape? They can't escape their nostalgia, which, by the way, is poison. Hmm. And here's why: because it saps your creativity if all you're doing is being is being derivative of something. Here's what it feels like to me: is um, again, I'm I'm very pro Guardians of the Galaxy, or even like Infinity War, which has the Guardians of the Galaxy in it. Um, 
What they do in Solo is they keep bringing you back to things you've seen before, but, you know, in like, you know, th- you like this, right? We're going to do this for you because you like this. Yeah. And so here it is. And then occasionally they'll like, if it's something that's like, oh, it's the first time he ever did this, they'll play the Star Wars theme. They'll go, da, 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 da. Really? Like, okay, now we're really goosing it, right? Oh. And not, and that's not, that's not what you do. That's not what you do. Here's what you do. Oh, gosh. You don't. You don't show them, you don't go back to what it was, but yeah. with a fresh coat of paint or a, or, you know, or, or a retro version of it. Yeah. What you do is like, how did that make you feel? When you first saw the Millennium Falcon go into hyperspeed, yeah. uh, how did that feel? You've never seen that kind of light thing before. Yeah. It's like, oh, that really feels like speed. So you don't show that to me again, but him going, oh, I've seen it for the first time. No, because I've seen that. So I'm yeah. not going to feel like he feels. What could you do show what could you show me that would make me go, whoa, show me something new? And I feel like with the Guardians of the Galaxy or with uh quite often in the Marvel movies, I'm like, oh, this makes me feel like I felt when I saw these things in the past, but this is clearly still a different thing, you know? Yeah. It's that kind of wonder. It's like it's like 2001 a Space Odyssey. When you I mean, it's not my favorite movie in the world, but when you're getting it's the pretty long. when you're getting that hyper uh surreal ending, yeah. you know, it's like how did that make you feel? And to me, when I watch like a David Lynch Twin Peaks thing now with the with the reboot, oh, that does feel a bit like that. This what's what's this mean? What's this yeah. represent? Yeah. Or even to a, a cheesier effect, Doctor Strange in in Marvel when he's going through all the different worlds and all the different stuff. Like both are you know variations on that. But it's like oh this feels this feels different and weird and interesting. Okay, yeah. even if it doesn't super work, it, you know sometimes it's still give me give me give me the feeling. Don't give me the thing. Mm. Yeah, don't make your sound sound like the Beatles. Make me feel like I felt when I heard that Beatles song. Or how you felt. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think of like how, like how they could do that in Solo. It would be better if the camera, instead of showing us that very familiar dots turning to to, to streaks, is is it show his face, like show his face, yes, lighting up, yes, his face experience. That would be it, because you've you've seen it from the other perspective. Yeah, show me what a person seeing this for the very first time. Yeah, and now show me with that. That he's because okay because it starts off with him trapped in a certain world mm-hmm. and you know he's been trapped here forever and he wants to escape from it and has certain things. Show me in that face, as you say, from 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 the other perspective, uh, someone who now realizes the universe is limitless and he can go anywhere and he can do anything and now his life is is changed. Yeah, that trip changes him absolutely. Yeah. That's how you that's how you play it. Mm-hmm. And now he's a different person when 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 they stop than when he started. Just like we were different when we realized the possibilities in Star Wars of oh my god, this ship can go anywhere at any time. Yeah, yeah. Even though again we we we'd seen Star Trek and they they were able to go faster than light and all this kind of thing, but it was very different. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was way, way, felt way more immediate in Star Wars. Like, there was no Star Wars. Never, it always cut to the to the Star to, Trek. I think you mean right Star Wars. Okay, Star Wars. Always cut to the to the to the immediacy of the moment. Okay, yeah. Star Trek tends wants to savor for a very long time the how thrilling it is to watch a docking sequence. Yeah, you know like that's their thing. Star Trek. Um, Star Wars. You're very rarely going to watch a 15 minute long docking sequence. <laughs> Star. Yeah, Star Trek. To like, especially Star Trek Next Generation, uh, everyone in the ship finds the things that we would find exciting mundane. <laughs> we're like, we're going to travel eight times the speed of light. Yeah. And are we ready for this? Let's go. <laughs> and we're here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now we're going to teleport, have all of our molecules shoot down to that planet. You guys all ready? Yeah. 
Okay, let's go. And you know what's happening tonight? What? Jazz. All right! <laughs> Got some jazz going on tonight. Can't wait for that. That'll be great. And by the way, can we use that holodeck so we can pretend to be uh, old-timey uh, detectives? Because I am bored fighting with this guy, omnipotent uh, Q guy, who can shoot us through time and bullshit. I can't wait to get to my holodeck and... Uh, pretend I'm Sherlock Holmes. Pretend I'm Sherlock Holmes and uh, make out with Moriarty. <laughs> Oh, wait a second. No one's gay on the ship. Okay. Welcome to the future. It's great. <laughs> they weren't they weren't quite they weren't far enough in the future yet. They weren't in that future. Uh-huh. Um even though they kept saying they were going to any day now there's gonna be a gay person. We promise. Oh, did they say that? Oh yeah, they kept I didn't saying know that. that. Yeah. No, nope, there's gonna be some representation. You'll see. Uh-huh. Okay, very soon. Anytime now. Next series. Voyager. Wait, no. Soon uh Deep Space Nine. There'll be one. No, wait. Okay, wait. Enterprise. We're gonna Nope. Okay. Enterprise but, has a gay has gay. Do characters? they? Okay, I really haven't seen Enterprise that much. A, Are you talking about the, the TV in, series with Scott engine- Bakula? Oh, sorry. I was, oh, I, th- I think I was thinking Discovery. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was last year. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I know. <laughs> I'm not defending Star Trek. And and before that, just before that, uh, the last uh, Star Trek movie had um, uh, Sulu uh, being gay, which hmm. then George Takai went, "Oh, that was a mistake." And we're like, "Throw up your hands, walk out of the room." I don't fucking know. Okay, fine. It's a Why did he say it was a mistake? Uh, because he thought Sulu wasn't gay. Wasn't gay. Yeah. Even though this is a different version of Sulu, the timeline is slightly different. Okay. He uh, he th- he thought that maybe it's something about like because he is an actor is gay, uh, to have his character also be gay. Mm, there's something yeah, about that. Yeah, because I mean, well, I can no, I can see his point because he played him in the 60s, he played him in the 70s, yeah. he plays him in the 80s, and he didn't play him as gay. That's right. And this isn't necessarily the same Sulu. But I I can see his point. Yeah. Spock is Spock is dating Ahura. Uh, things are different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that actor, John Cho, was gay. Yeah. Not George Takai. No. I see what you're saying. John Cho was uh, gay and had uh, either a husband or a partner, and they had a kid. And uh, you see you see that when they've mm. uh, docked and they're doing oh, stuff. That, and that George Takai had an yeah, issue yeah. with that. Oh, that's silly. Get okay. Off your, get off your high horse, Takai. There we go. Get off your high horse, Takai. That is uh, that's Dave's perspective on that. <laughs> that, that thing. So I than, didn't understand. I thought you were just saying that George Takai as Sulu was no, no, no. Thinking. So, uh, but yes, you're right. Uh, there is someone who is. Wait, is the person? Uh, oh, yes, they're they are gay on uh, Star Trek Discovery. That's true. Good on them. I don't yes. want to spoil anything on the show. Well, why but, not? Uh, you know, some stuff happens. Stuff happens. Who cares? Hey. Are we cl- are we wrapping the show up? Are we? Are we cl- yeah, well, we've, we've learned many lessons. We've learned money we've doesn't learned buy happiness, and uh, and make things uh, that feel know, like the things you loved don't duplicate the things you loved. Okay, and back to Dave. And well, I just want to say one thing actually before we go. Oh, people might be asking why 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 isn't there tunes right now? Oh well, I think we talked about it last week, but let's talk about it a little bit again, which is that uh, we decided since we're doing the full marks uh, podcast uh, every second week. Uh, it's a bi-weekly show, everyone. Uh, that was a bit much for Ian to sit and listen to me yak about the Marx Brothers, and then then turn it around and then be yakking to in his face about music for 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 so long. And I just thought, well, let's take a break. Do you know? Do you know to me, here's what it's like. I I do like I do like the music. Uh, I think sometimes what it's like is if you're going on, say, a long road trip and you're talking. 
And then someone goes, you know what? I got some music for you, and we're going <laughs> to play it. And then you start talking like, no, no, don't talk over the music. We're gonna oh yeah, we're going to listen to the music. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and that's totally that's totally cool. And I'm happy with like doing the alt the week on week yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, I think no, sometimes some of the better stuff that we do is at the very end of the show when we've run out of gas. And yeah, then There's yeah. always a I got one more thing. <laughs> yeah. And we uh, it gives us the opportunity to have the one more thing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. No, no, no. I I shouldn't have put it that way. I was just being silly. No. But. Uh, you were um, saying it was because I can't take it. You can't take it. And you can't take it, you big baby. <laughs> like, like, that, used to, that was actually going to be the original title of Sneaky Dragon was You Can't Take It, You Big Baby. And every week Dave was going to roast me and surprise me. Surprise we'd see how it goes. Because so that's what he now. loves. He loves a good oh, roast. I was so mean when I was a teenager, but I'm so nice now. <laughs> um, hey, I, no, I just wanted to talk uh, because we, we didn't really resolve the story of our car getting smashed into. Oh, please. And so I just wanted to, to uh, let everyone know that that um, Lisa and I decided that you know owning a house wasn't enough debt for us, so we thought we'd add a truck on top of it, just because you know. So you put a truck on top of your house. <laughs> well, that, well, listen, you can't drive it then. That's going to save on gas. I did not come here for your for your judgments. Um, it's true, you can't drive it anywhere. It's really good in gas. The no, we decided. You know, it's so hard to buy things. I am not a I'm not a shopper. I mean, I'm a shopper. I like to buy things. But I'm not a good shopper. Like I, I'm not like a, a bargain hunter. And nor can I like I can't haggle. I can't haggle at all. Like I, I don't understand the the process of haggling. I can do it for other people. Like, ah. when, like when when we went to get Eve's car, I haggled a little bit there, not a lot, but just a little yeah. bit. You know, I just took, took oh, the nice. price down a little bit. You know, just enough that basically the, I took enough off that when the brakes went soon after we got the car, she could afford to to get new brakes. Nice. And that, that the amount we talked it down took care of that. Um, but I could do it in that case because it wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't my car, it was her car. So I felt like I was acting as her agent. For myself, though, it would, it would be selfish of me to, to start haggling and being a cheap person. So, so, um, so Lisa and I, and we are the same, we are birds of a feather when it comes to these things. We're both a couple of big babies when I talk about you can't take it, you big baby. We are just like, we are not, we are not good at this. So we, we needed to get a car. The first thing we were doing, we we're looking like for used cars. You know, you go on Craigslist or you, yeah. you go on uh, on uh, Auto Trader. Yeah, you find some escorts on Craigslist. You go like, I wanted a truck. I was like, oh, that's slang for it. Like, all right, I thanks thought, for letting yeah, me know. I thought it was a Ford Escort. <laughs> and oh, you should end with that. That's really good. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, it's an escort that looks just like Gerald Ford. You know, that's a very specific fetish. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keeps falling down. You know, but you look in there and then you realize you have to phone people mm. to go come to their house and look at their vehicle. And then they're going to want you to like... Gross. Yeah. It turns out you can email them. I didn't realize oh, that. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so I missed out on that. But uh, but then so then we thought, well, we'll just go to like a dealership. We'll do it that way. So and so dealerships, are, they're their own sort of thing. Like, have you ever bought a car from a dealership? Yep. So you've been through the meat. Yeah, meat our, last, our last car, yeah. It pretty much feels like... If our ever, only car, yeah. If you ever wondered what ground beef feels like, like what it feels like to be ground beef, that that's 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 the experience you should go through. We, we brought a friend for safety. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, were they help? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> we brought a friend that knew a lot about cars, right? Oh, okay. But he didn't know a lot about new cars. Oh. So he was like, well, I got a magnet to put on to make sure these parts are like... Uh, it's like, well, that's not helpful yeah, whatever. Because yeah, the cars are almost all plus. Yeah, that's right. That doesn't work at all. But uh, yeah. it was still nice having, having them there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> 
Do you mind if I kick these tires to make sure? That <laughs> was not a billion miles away from what it was. It's like, oh, this would be very useful if it was 1975. It's a pleasure. pleasure. Still, it's nice to have your company here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so we went to a, a, a dealership in uh, in Abbotsford. There's an auto mall in Abbotsford near, near where we live. Yeah. So we went, we drove down there and we, we got there and we were kind of wandering around looking at the price of, of trucks. And we had looked online and we, they had advertised used trucks. We wanted used trucks. So, so we're looking at the new trucks and we're like, Oh, the new trucks are expensive. Like that's a lot of money that you're spending. So, so that's not a possibility. And so then, uh, so this guy comes out and he's a friendly person. Obviously they're paid to be oh, friendly, sure, sure. They're paid to be nice. And, you know, so, you know, we asked what we were looking for and we told him and we said we needed, we needed, to, needed it to tow a horse trailer. We needed to tow about 8,500 pounds. And he said, well, and we said we had a Durango before, and he said, "Well, actually, that's probably over capacity for your Durango." And then we're like, "Well, that explain any transmission problems we had." But anyway, <laughs> uh, so then, so he's like, "Okay, well, you need this sort of truck." And he's actually really helpful. Like he was showing us like the kind of uh, uh, axle ratio you need to tow a trailer and what, what kind of weight. Oh, that is good. Okay. So it was good to know, right? Like, um, and he's like, "Well, we've got this truck, and we've got this truck, you know." And so then we were. We were kind of looking at the various vehicles, and the one that we had come to look at didn't actually meet our needs. It did not have the correct uh, axle ratio for us in terms of towing, so that was out. And then another one we were looking at that was out. So then, so then we we're kind of like, well, I guess, guess you don't have the truck for us. So then he's like, he's like, yeah, well, okay, well, thanks for coming in. So then we're gonna leave, and then, and then just as we were going, the the the, the dealer, I guess the manager of the dealership came over and he said, he said, hey, I heard you're looking for a truck that has a tow package. We just had one come in just like a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. It's a 2017, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, pretty much meets, meets all the things you're looking for. Would you like to try that? So we're like, oh, okay. So we took it for a test drive. And then we're like, well, I guess we should get this. Like, yeah, it's a hard question. It's a hard question because it's a lot of money. Yeah. Like, you know, and the you thing is, it's like, better than that. Or... We're, yeah, we got a little bit of money for our Durango from, from the insurance payout. Right. So that was nice. And then, and we got a little bit more after that because we gave them some receipts and stuff that we had work done, and they paid paid out a little bit of stuff back to us for that. So that was nice. So then, so we've got that money. We got, you know, we have some savings we can put into this. But it's it's so much more than what we thought, right? But then we're like, you know, it's got it still has a warranty on it. It's, you know, it still has a three year, it still has a five year so far. Do we, you know, should we like go earlier and take the risk of you know putting a bunch of money into a vehicle that someone's going to smash into and, and wreck? Right. Or buy like a newer vehicle that hopefully we won't have any problems with, knock wood, knock even Formica. <laughs> uh, and then, um, so, and then we're like, well, maybe bring the girls down and we'll have the girls look at it. And so the girls came down and we went for a test drive with them and they're like, well, it's really nice. And, you know, and so, but, you know, the sticker shock is so hard oh, to get yeah, over yeah. because, yeah. you know, like when you buy a house, it's really expensive, but it doesn't feel that expensive because... You just have no concept. It's so it's so expensive. You have no conception yeah. of the expense. You're just like, well, we owe this m- amount of money a month. Yeah. Basically, that's how you look at it. You're just like, well, we, this is how much we pay a month for for our yeah. house <clears throat> to the bank. We're renting the house from the bank. Whereas for this, you're like, well, they were taking on this big loan, and now we got to we're oh, and it's a car, and all. Just, and so so we we bought it. Like we they we looked at it on a Friday night that. They're pretty close to closing, so they basically let us take it for the weekend, and we just drove it for the weekend and brought it back on Sunday. And pretty much, we were going to buy it, so 
we bought it and then you're just like oh it's just like then it's just like so impersonal right you're just like okay you gotta go to this guy you gotta go to the finance guy you know so you're gonna go into the, the finance guy hey how's it going can i get you guys a glass of water can i do this got a snappy pad i got a snappy pad thing a patter for you this that this that okay sign here sign here sign here sign here sign yeah da, 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 sign here sign here sign here sign here and this is the amount of money you owe us this is what you're gonna pay a month this is da, 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 da. sign here sign here you're just like oh my god Oh, you're sweating. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. this is so hard. Yeah. And then, okay, well, now we got to, you got to go for insurance now. Okay. Now, how, who do you want? Who's going to be the principal driver? Who, wh what name do you want it in? Da da da. This is how much it's going to be a month. Okay. Sign here. Sign here. Sign here. Sign here. Sign here. Oh my God. And then you're just like, can we change your mind now? Is it too late? Like, and so we, then we both, we went home. We drove home. It was Sunday night. We drove home. And Lisa and I didn't talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> On the drive home, we just were like silent. We just drove home in this, this giant truck thing. And then we get home and we park it. And it's nice, right? It's really nice to drive. Sure. It's it's a basically new. It was it had Yeah, I've been in a couple of times. It's very nice. Yeah, it had sixteen thousand kilometers on it. So yeah, it wasn't smooth. like smooth. Yeah. And so we bring it home, we park it, and then went to the house. And I just felt sick. Like I literally yeah. felt like physically ill. And uh at least it was the same. And she was like probably worse than me. Like she was just she was just like like um well she apologized the next day for like she said i'm sorry that i was such a lunatic yesterday <laughs> that's what she said and it's just so i understood like we were just like so yeah like crazy. we went to bed and i couldn't sleep i was just laying in bed yeah like from like when i went to bed 11 or 30 or you whatever. know how long it took you to earn that money yes. you know yeah. that's real and yeah uh, we we're just i was laying there like three in the morning and then lisa she comes in and she like snuggles up beside me and she's freezing cold and i'm like where were you she goes oh i gave the chicken a bath so I couldn't sleep. I just couldn't sleep. So I just got up and I gave the chicken a bath because the chicken wasn't feeling well. Yeah. So she was just trying. She put a picture of that online. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, cause she, she thought she might be egg bound. So she's just trying to like, mm. apparently if you give them a bath, it'll help loosen them up. So she gave a noisy a bath and then came back to bed and she was cold. So we were snuggling to get warm and, uh, or get her warm. And yeah, it's just like, I think finally I drifted off to sleep and, you know, a very fitful rest. And, uh, and even the next day I was just, I, Lisa was like, I don't want to drive it. Like, she's just like, I don't want to see it. You know, I don't want to drive it. So I was like, okay, I'll take drive it to work, I guess. So I drove it to work. And of course, you get to work and everyone's like, what a great truck. Oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> we got to come on and look at this thing. And then you're showing them stuff and you're like, oh, these seats flip up and it's got this and storage here and there. And yeah. they're like, oh, this is fantastic. This is a great truck. Oh, how much did you pay for it? Oh, what a great deal. Oh, I can't believe you. You know, then you're just like, well, maybe it isn't so bad. Like, you know, like, well, I guess we did the right thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, well, you know. My payments for the next seven years or whatever. I guess yeah. that's life. Yeah. Who else? Who else? You know, doesn't these days, right? Like this is life. It seems. So because it's just weird. Like I feel like we're like in this kind of, we kind of fall between two generations for Lisa and I, and you too, obviously, is which which is this idea that you just go buy a car and you don't you save up for it. Yeah. And then you go buy it. Yeah. And that's what you do. Yeah. You don't get a car loan. You go and you buy the car. And then you're like, well, wow, that's a great idea. Do you know what cars cost nowadays? <laughs> like cars aren't cheap, or especially trucks. Yeah. Trucks aren't cheap. And if we wanted to replace our Durango, they're like $60,000 yeah. for a Durango. Yeah. Like for a new one, obviously, like you could buably use for a little less, but, but not a lot like can't less. can't tow what you need to tow anyway. Yeah. And you're so, just going to be throwing more money at yeah, that. Yeah. So, you're, you know, so yeah, what we needed was expensive. And so, you know, that, that was the way it goes. Like we, we can't tow a horse trailer with the Volvo. So... You know, that was more reasonably priced when we bought it. So, yeah, it's just, it was just, what an experience. So, like, by the time you get out of the dealership, then the guy's like, hey, uh, do you folks mind if I take your picture by the truck? I like to, like, have them displayed on my desk. Cause it's like, okay. So, I guess he's got this picture of us both looking like we were just, <laughs> just like, 
a couple of deer in a headlight, pale as ghosts, cold sweat on her yeah. foreheads. Why'd you put it on the wall that says suckers? <laughs> huh? Nothing. That's French. It's suker for like, uh, superior uh, <laughs> client. Right, that's right. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, you know, if you wouldn't mind going on Google and writing a, a review of the sale and just letting people know what you thought of it and stuff like that, would be really helpful to me. Or just talk about it on your podcast. <laughs> just like, and you, I got to say, he was a great, uh, really helpful guy. Like, and I, I don't hold anything against him. I mean, he's just doing his job. Sure. And as far as he knows, this is what you want. Yeah. Like you went in and you gave him this list of things you want. I want we want a pickup truck. I want a crew cab because I wanted to have something that we could have right in as a family. I wanted I want you know I would like Bluetooth if it's possible. I'd like to have like a, you know the modern kind of things sure. that cars have nowadays. I would like you know I want to have it has to be able to tow a horse trailer of this amount of weight. And I really after that I could care less you know. Um, and then they say, well, we got the perfect vehicle for you. It's at this price, which is a competitive price with everyone else. Yeah. You can go around and look and you'll find that we're not that much different. Et cetera, et cetera. They threw in some stuff for us, you know, as a... a oh, sorry. That, uh, oh, someone's stealing your uh, truck. That beef dip I had. <laughs> What's <laughs> the, <my truck? laughs> the sound of glass breaking as he desperately... <laughs> um, he heard you talking it up. You know, like for, so for him, like he gave us exactly like great service, yeah. you know, like you wanted this truck. Here it is. This is for you. It's got a tow package. It's got a, yeah. it's got a backup camera, you know, and unfortunately had a backup beeper, which we had removed. Uh, that was part of the condition of sales because uh, I said to Lisa, I was sort of jokingly, I was like, you know, we could just keep it on. It's not that bad. She goes, it's humiliating. It's embarrassing. <laughs> no, she said, it's, it's embarrassing. It's stupid. And I hate it. I said, okay. <laughs> You've spoken strongly about this. We will get it removed. Uh, yeah, because when you're backing up, you just have this beep, 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 beep. And if you had to, like, correct your course, yeah. like, pull forward, and then it's even better. You know, it's just like, he's taking so long to park. You know, shut up. Just, let me, just leave me alone, peeper. Uh, so, yeah, we had that taken off and added a few things for us. So, the, you know, the, the, so it's, yeah. it's nice, but at the same time, you just feel like you were just physically thrown under the truck that you just bought and run over a few times and then put it in and you can drive home. Have a good night, everyone. Yeah, is this oh it's hard to explain. No, no, that makes sense. It's interesting. Like to him, I'm sure I'm sure you're far from the only sticker shock people mm -hmm. that he mean. It's like you work in an emergency uh room, you're like, How could you take people coming in with these gaping wounds? It's like it's <laughs> what I do. Yeah. Every yeah, day. Yeah, uh dentists, yeah. how can you look in people's mouths and they're terrified? <laughs> terrified, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah, it's what I do. Yeah. And people come into the car dealership and go, How much? Like every day. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I gotta be. I gotta just give you the information yeah. and uh, be honest you about know. it and just present it in yep. a friendly way. And yeah, I didn't have that like nervous. It wasn't nervous, but it wasn't like it's uh it's uh, this amount of money. Are you okay with that? I don't want to say what we paid, but this is amount of money. Are you okay with that? You know, he wasn't. He was just like, this is what it costs, and da da da. And we think it's fair. Blah blah blah. You could welcome to shop around and see what you think, and you know, come back or whatever. But but it's ours now. Can't take it back. Yeah, I've been in a couple of times. I I, I like it. I, I'm like for it. it I'm going to try and bum a ride home afterwards. In <laughs> well, then you better better compliment it because uh, yeah. Do you uh, do you eat French fries in it or is no. it a food fleet? It's yeah. I don't really like pe people eating in, in a car anyway. Very I've good. Never, I've never in any of my cars we've never gone like to a to a um, drive through to a drive through. Oh, interesting. Like like a like a wait spot or whatever. Oh, I see. Which like where you have the tray in the car and stuff like okay, that. Okay, but like, you would like get a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or fine. That's yeah, fine. Okay. I would just prefer people not to eat it in the vehicle. We can eat it when we get home, everyone. 
Yeah. You should rent a car sometime and go to White Spot that way and see what you think. That would be fun. Because the girls, though, I don't think they've ever done it. Yeah, it's kind of nice impressive because they have like that long, like, yeah. four foot tree and they're carrying it out into the car and stuff like that. It's pretty great. But yeah, I just, like, when the kids were young, and nothing against them, but they were a couple of crumbums. <laughs> they could not, they could not eat anything, anything yeah. without it, half of it ending up apparently yeah. miraculously in tiny pieces all over the back of the car. When we went to England, we had, we had, we were driving a car that was dark and the girls had a bag of chips in the back of the car after that. Or looked, crisps. Crisps. Yeah. It looked like a star field. <laughs> it's just with litter of, yep. litter of crumbs all over. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that's crisps for you. Uh, I've been doing, um, I do my uh, monthly uh, critical hit show. Yeah. Uh, or it's a live role playing thing. Mm-hmm. And I got this mace and the mace has uh, what seems like a little sparkly ball on the end. Okay. And it's, uh, it's been fine. I've been using this for many years and yeah. uh, I've got sp- spare ones or whatever uh the uh dungeon master uh bought me a new one i believe okay oh it's the worst it it is so loose with the uh, sparkles oh that like halfway through the show i've my face is covered in glitter <laughs> covered because it just gets on your hand and you touch your face yeah, yeah. and then you look like an, you look insane you look insane and if you've ever had any like my character I hope you guys went to a rave i always like grow like about two days worth of beard when i do that because my character okay. i feel has two days worth of beard okay uh and when it gets into your any semblance of stubble yeah forget it you just scrub it for days you're still glitter <laughs> glitter face it's insanity a nightmare goddamn nightmare i gotta buy a new one it's horrible. So if you're looking at me right now and going, hey, shiny, that's what that's all about. I didn't want to say anything. All right. Well, fair enough. I don't judge. Don't judge. It's folks. 2018, folks. Uh, you can glitter if you want to. 2018, this is the year for you to express yourselves. We make yourselves. contact. This is the year for you to express yourselves. There's many ways you can have the power over our show. You don't know this, but you can have power over our show. You can write in and suggest uh, top five song su- yeah. subjects for me to do. How would you do that? You can write to us at our website, which is called sneakydragon.com. Uh, you can email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. You can write us on Facebook. We have You can message us there to our uh, Facebook page, which is Sneaky Dragon. Or you could uh, just tag us on, uh, or what do you call it? You tag us, whatever, at us, at us on Twitter. Sure, at sneaky underscore dragon. At sneaky underscore dragon. Well, quick question, though, David. Mm-hmm. Is there any process to suggesting five songs that you want? Yeah, if you're going to suggest songs, uh, please make sure that you you include a sample of y- your choice of song. Ah, very good. For this. So, so if I want songs instance, about du- ducks, yeah. I would include uh, Rick D's Disco Duck. Exactly right. And then I would make fun of you for including that song. No, and I would no. say, I challenge you to get those duck songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but I can think of at least one. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's a tr- tricky. But I'm, I'm sure I could do it. But uh, the... Um, but that, that's one way. And the other way to to have a say in our show is coming up, not immediately, but pretty soon, everyone, because we are at episode 239. Or sorry, three, 339. I have trouble with the 300s because I can't believe we have done this many shows. Mm-hmm. But uh, in, a, in about 11 shows, we'll be at uh, episode 350. And it's our tradition when we hit our 50th episode of, of any... To cut off a finger. To cut... <laughs> Wait, what is this? Yakuza. This is a rolled doll story? It's a Yakuza situation. Uh, The, uh, no, it's our question and answer episode. Oh. Which we have done. Uh, Let me uh, me ask you this then. Yeah. Why? Why what? I don't know. That was my question. Oh. (laughs) That is the wrong question to ask, sir. Oh, there are wrong questions. That's what it's going to be. Well, well, that's what I always say at work. If people ask me why we do something at work, I always say, that's the wrong question. The right question is how. 
Ah. The wrong question is why. Because ah, you nice. have not been here long enough to be asking why questions. Ah, this is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because, because you don't walk into a place and you go, well, why do you do it that way? Well, that's stupid. Why okay. don't you do it well, this way? Well, now there's, there's a problem there. With the, this is stupid. But that's, that's, a, that's assumed in your, in your question when people ask you, why do you do it that way? You know, why? Well, it seems like a lot of work. Yeah, this job entails work. I got in trouble at work, by the way. From okay. A, from, a, from a new person. All right. Well, first of all, are we done with like all our? No, I'm going to say about the question. I, and I want to hear why you were in trouble. Then yeah, we'll yeah, wrap up with we'll that. So stick around to the end to see how Dave got in trouble. <laughs> it's not that dramatic, but yeah, just a little bit. Um, so yeah, we're going to do the question and answer episode. Uh, I love to do them. Episode 50, episode 150, episode 250, now episode 350. Your chance to control the topics on the show. Ask us questions. Anything you want us to ask or answer. Anything you want us to talk about. Favorite whatevers. Most times we did something stupid. The whatever we don't. I don't care. Last step. The last episode I think was over five hours long. And hell, let's let's go for let's go for a longer one. Wow, That's all I gotta say. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so I assume for that one we're not gonna be doing the songs at the end. No, no. Of okay, not. good. Of course <laughs> right. Not. And man, I hope it's not the same day as a full marks episode. <laughs> we'll do it the week before or something. We'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure a way. We'll around. figure a way around it. Uh, but. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a lot of fun, and it, it's only fun though if if our great listeners uh, participate in it. So, ask us anything, as the Reddit folks say. Yes. So you know, to start thinking about questions and and start sending them in because we love to answer them, and uh, we've never had bad questions from anyone. No, it's always fun, and I especially like when they're challenging or interesting. Uh, one of my favorites that we had that Ian ducked, but I answered was "Is there free will?" from Thomas Kellaway. I, I love that question. And I just like that you'd want us to talk about it. So. Right. And since I was able to avoid it, yeah. that proves there is. There is free will. Yeah. But you felt obligated to do it, which I, may or may I not still prove there free, isn't. I still believe in free will. I, st- I believe in a determined free will. Well, I still choose to believe what I choose to believe, <laughs> which proves my side. All right. Now. So at work. Uh, uh, wait a second. I got to do oh, the sorry. intro to this. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, you've got trouble. Wait, don't run. <laughs> oh. This kind of trouble is lots of fun. Pop a matic, pops a dice. You know what? You're pops all right. A six and you move twice. Let's uh, race a man around the track. Uh, wait, no, race a man around around a track. Uh, let's land on something. You go back, and sis can trouble her dad and mother. Oh wait, no, something, no, no. something, something. Dad stood in a mother, and sis can trouble her mean old brother. That's, That's right. problematic trouble. I'm right. You know what, though? People always miss one one lyric, which yeah. is like something about, uh, here comes Cindy, look out, Jack. You've got trouble. You go back. There you go. Because there's a video online that has the ad, but it's a shortened version oh, of the okay, song. Oh, okay. And it's like, yeah, you've got trouble. You go back. The part I always liked was that the boy runs away and then it freezes in midair. Is yes. This? And then yeah. he goes back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Um, so Dave's in trouble. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, I just got in a little bit of trouble. I didn't, shouldn't say I got in trouble, but there was some conflict at work. Because we've got new people coming in, and uh, you know we have just ways of doing things that you don't really think about because we just we just you just do them right. So uh, we do these big orders for this customer um, on the island, and basically we take a ten foot long pallet. You work, but you might want to say what you do for a living. Yeah, I work for a garage door company. Okay. So so they buy garage doors from us, and so our garage doors can be sixteen to eighteen feet long. And then we could have like nine foot long doors that are doubled up in the stack to create that length as well. And so, so we make this big stack and it can be, you know, about six feet high and, and it's built on a 10 foot pallet with, with 16 foot dunnage screwed onto it or leg bolted onto it. And, you know, I build these every two weeks. That's part of my job there. So every two weeks I make this big giant contraption of all these doors piled up and, and all the, the hardware and stuff on top of it. And, uh, 
And so a new guy was helping me this week. And so, you know, I'm just doing my process, which is I walk across the courtyard or, or yard and I, yeah. I grab some dunnage, a dunnage section, like, which is a, a piece of scrap, uh, door section that we can just use as filler or for protection and stuff like that. So I'm like, well, let's just run, we'll just walk across and we'll just grab a couple 18 foot pieces of, tw- you know, 24 inch dunnage, 18 foot by 24. And so we go over there and I, I showed him how to pick it up because I, I said, I don't know if you've done these before, but I'll just show you how I like to do it, which is to get it to swing. And then I just swing it up on my shoulder and then we can walk across because they're fairly heavy. They're about 70 to 80 pounds. Okay. And so, um, so we do that. We take it across. We lay it down. And he's like, well, why would you get a forklift to do that? I was like, well, then you have to go upstairs and grab the forklift and drive it down and drive it over and then put the doors on the thing or the sections on and then drive them over here and take them off. And, you know, you could just or, you know, in a mere couple of minutes, you can walk across, bring them back again. Like, that's why. Like, that's just why I do it. Well, apparently that wasn't a good answer. So then he went to our shipping office to complain about this, which I didn't know about. Oh, apparently it's worse than I thought. I'm going to be arrested for this. <laughs> That's the fire engine, everyone. You can tell from the honk. Here they come. You can see their lights. I can see people crossing that shouldn't be crossing. They should be giving them everyone the space. You should just stand still. You jerks. Okay. Oh. Huh. Must be a car accident. I hope everyone's okay. There's a paramedic and a fire engine. Hope they're okay. Um... So, uh, so the office, so into the office, and of course, the office guys are all floor people too, or were on the floor. So, their response was, Uh huh, it's just something we do here because that's part of the job. It's faster, it's part of the job that, yeah. And he's like, Well, you know, it's a matter of longevity. Like, if you're lifting up stuff like that all the time, you're gonna get, you're gonna get sore. And, and I was shocked to hear this because he had been telling me, like, this little, like, like minutes before this, how at another job he had done, they would take stuff off the furniture off of a trailer that weighed 200 pounds. So I was like, well, this is nothing. Like, to carry these sections yeah. is nothing compared to that. So, you know, this is like a blessed relief. Uh, but apparently not. Then that w- then they, their response wasn't good. So then he went to our office manager to complain, our branch manager to complain. And so I wasn't very happy with that because I felt like that was kind of going behind everyone's backs, you know, to make a point about this. Like, like so it's really weird now. Like, everyone else carries the sections except for one person who won't. Like it seems a very strange mm-hmm. thing that he's made for himself, you know. And he's a perfectly nice guy. I mean, we had I don't know I worked with him on on this order, so we had a good talk, and he has he has lots of fun, similar interests to mine and stuff like that, you know. So there's nothing against him, but you know, to me, you don't you don't well, I don't like snakes, so that's you know that's my feeling. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of a it's kind of a sneaky move to go around and complain to someone else you know like talk to people you're working with if you don't want to do it that that's fine like yeah you know i don't care but but don't go around and then has, now it's gonna come back to us right we're gonna have a tool we're gonna have our toolbox meeting in, at the end of the month and someone's gonna come out of the office and be like hey guys just want to talk to you about lifting door door sections yeah. and if you're gonna be lifting 18 foot long sections i want two of you to do it and blah 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 you know well, let me ask you this. Is it possible at some point to put up a sign uh, that says, uh, snitches get stitches? <laughs> no, that is not nope. a possibility. Because you're a very good artist. You could draw mm-hmm. a nice little drawing sure of maybe, maybe mm-hmm. him, uh, like in a sling. <laughs> the, with a black eye. Yeah, with a black eye. <laughs> with a bandage on his face. Yeah. Or even just like the stitches. Yeah. Because, you know, you want to show like a few cuts with the stitches in them on his yeah. face. Just to show, yes. But that's what happened. You get stitches. Yeah. Well, now that you said that. With I, a sign uh, with a little thing pointing him to him saying garage dork. 
Garage dork. <laughs> Local rat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I don't like that kind of stuff. And it's weird because, you know, we have people there that are not strong. And they do, they do that stuff all the time. Like, this guy, like, he won't eat anything that's fun. He won't eat anything that's fun? No, he's like, he eats like all this like health food all the time. Okay, right? well, he's we're, really, uh, we're going to wait for this ambulance to go by and then I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Would he eat um, fruit by the foot? I doubt it very much. All right, would he eat fun dip? Nope. Would he eat lick made Nope. It's the same thing, so yeah, it's a good, <laughs> good response. I knew it was the same. Well, you knew it was the same yeah, thing? Yeah. All right, would, but, he eat, uh, would he eat iced cream? Ice cream? Yeah. No. My God. Donuts? Nope. Okay, what about broccoli? Yes. Okay, would he eat broccoli with cheese sauce? I would say no. Okay, would he eat broccoli in an ice cream cone if you just put the broccoli in the ice cream cone, but like didn't have any ice cream, but it was just broccoli in the ice cream cone, would he eat that? He would eat the broccoli. He would eat the broccoli, he would throw away the ice cream cone? I think cone? so, yeah. Waste food like that? Well, you can report him for that. He didn't Did he throw it in the garbage? <laughs> you could get him fired. I'm not gonna I think you should go to the head office and rat him out. <laughs> No, you I know don't, why? Because that's going to get rats. If you're throwing a food yeah. in the garbage, yeah. you're literally going to get rats, yeah, and already, I think it's up to you to rat them out. We already have a rat in the in the warehouse. So oh, my God. It's too, well, that's, too you know what I heard is uh, snitches get stitches. <laughs> I saw that on a sign someone uh, drew once. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a very, it's sort of uncomfortable, but I, like I say, I mean, uh, I work with them. Yeah. I spent, I spent an hour with them yesterday showing them how to cut springs, so a specific type of spring. So, you know, I don't. I do hold it against them, but I'm not gonna let it let it affect how how we work together. I just think yeah. it's I think it's just cheap cheap behavior, sir. Right. You know. You know what you say is you go like, uh, "Hey, you know what comes after spring?" And you go, "What? Uh, fall?" And then you push him <laughs> off something. <laughs> and you go full yeah. bully. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so that's uh, Dave doesn't like squealers. I we, don't. Very good. Is that good wrong? To know. Is that wrong? It's not my place to say wrong or right. Like I think if. I think there's different things. I, I think I think we were wrong as kids to not report bullies. Like to feel that 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 you know that we we're being snitches if we did that. But I do think that I don't feel like I bullied him in any way. You know, he didn't say he didn't say he was uncomfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just had heard stories of him carrying 200 pound pieces of furniture off of a trailer. Right. So to me, that meant that an 80 pound section is not that big of a deal that's a good question to ask him at some point yeah if you feel comfortable asking him that question again i don't know your business so i'm not going to uh it's not my business so but do you feel the way you feel and that's legit do you do you agree with the idea of not snitching what do i agree with the idea of not snitching yeah well what do you consider snitching telling on people for doing things yeah of course you have to of course you do you have to yeah if it's for safety or if it's for uh if it's for safety, whether it's your safety or the safety of others, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think otherwise you don't get the Me Too movement. I think you don't, I think you get cultures of, um, people banding together, uh, in cliques and what have you, and then things don't get better if people don't report things. Yeah. You know, if you're asking my personal thing, like obviously this guy felt this wasn't safe yeah. or, yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't an no, efficient right. way to do things. Yeah. So if he went to you and you, and you, dismissed what he said or went like i disagree uh and he and he felt strongly about it and he went to the next stage and the next stage i don't feel that that's snitching i feel that that's something that you know he was doing something to protect himself whereas in a work environment yeah uh i think is probably for the better because it otherwise i think someone could get peer pressured into going 
oh, this is the way to do it. Well, that doesn't feel necessarily that safe. Yeah. Uh, but I should do it because all the other fellows are doing it. Yeah, Whereas I think yeah. it takes more nerve to uh, to try to get things done the right way. But again, I don't know your business, so I don't know if yeah, that's true. Uh, like it's no, no. I think you make a good point there. But but um, and I might even say that you're right if you want to mark that down on your. Wait a second, that's bingo. <laughs> bingo! That is 30, and so I get a Coke. <laughs> nice. Um, but at the same time, what you do is you limit what you can do it in, in the workplace. So you leave that work to other people. It depends on the people who are like directly above. Like if, if I think, uh, if the people who are above you are open to things yeah. and you feel that you're being heard and things are going through whatever, like basically if, if he was to say to you, Hey Dave, uh, I think we should do it this way. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? I'm going to run that. I'm going to run that up the flagpole and see what, <laughs> see what people in general feel. Cause maybe yeah. Eh. Yeah. then, yeah, then he wouldn't go blah, blah, blah. I think, I guess like in my work environments, I've just been, especially like in, and it's com- again, it's completely different fucking business. Yeah. But I was in an improv company where there was a real culture of uh, peer pressure and bullying. Yeah. And it was like, don't say nothing. And mm. every layer was, Keep it to yourself, yeah. otherwise you're a snitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, we demand loyalty at this company. And loyalty is rewarded, and you'll get more work if you're loyal. And so, unfortunately, when things happen later that are toxic, that loyalty and 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 kind of closing ranks uh, means the new person who might have a good, uh, like a real complaint, yeah. uh, feels, I can't say anything, mm-hmm. and or I shouldn't say anything. I don't want to rock the boat. I understand you're saying the new person shouldn't be uh, going, here's how we should do things. But if the new person can't bring anything to to the place as well, things are never going to change and never going to change to the mm-hmm. better. And just the old guard is going to keep doing things yeah, the way yeah. they are. No, no, that's true enough. I, but I just think that to be honest, I think if you're a new person in a business in a job, you need to serve a bit of your t- bit of time. Yeah, learn how start, things go. Yeah, yeah, before you start making suggestions, because mostly, to be honest with you, most suggestions people make when they come there, their suggestions are, "How can I do less?" Mm-hmm. Those are the suggestions. Yep. You know, this seems like an awful lot of work that we do here. How can I do less? How can you do more? Right. And I do less. You know, and that's a that's a powerful drive for people in in a job. And we right. have people who work who who work that way. They work to do less. That's their goal. And again, you know, I know at I know. four o'clock the clipboard comes out. Yep. And they walk for the next hour around the warehouse holding their clipboard, looking like they're working, but they're not doing anything. This feels like is something that uh, needs to be addressed at least when you're hiring people and just go, all right, we're just letting you know we work hard here. Yeah. It's a hard day's work, and we work from this hour until mm-hmm. we work till this hour. Yeah. And you know we relax doing this, and that's true. But if you don't want to work hard, yeah, this is not the job for you. Yeah. So are you cool with that? Yeah. And then like. Later on, we go. You said you were cool with it. <laughs> no, no, you're yeah. right. And I feel like I feel like that is something that is missing from, totally missing from from the hiring process. I think because our people, people, the hiring people at work are afraid of scaring off people. Right. They're afraid of presenting a very negative, and it's not a negative job at all. So actually, to me, it's a very fun job to do. Partly because of the people I work with, but also I just like the activities of it. I enjoy the things that we do to put the doors together and stuff like that. Right. I think it's, I personally find it fun, which is weird, but that's okay. No, no. And it's, I think like by you feeling it's fun, that probably, mo- you know, uh, other people around you feel that as well because mm-hmm. that you create the environment with how you're reacting to things and people yeah. want to follow the example of someone who seems to be having a good time. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. So, well, so. You wouldn't want to follow the sad sack. <laughs> yes, you want to follow the true. guy who's got a smile on his face. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, you know, so, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like they kind of underplay how hard it's going to be sometimes yes. at work that sometimes you're going to be lifting up very heavy sections over your head and putting them onto trucks that are very tall and it really sucks some days but you got to do it because that's your job 
And, you know, sometimes you just got to suck it up and do it because yeah. that's just, it's in the job description, unfortunately. And you can't say stuff like, oh, you know, putting, you know, holding things above your head is really bad for your shoulders. Uh-huh. You know, I guess, but you, you took the job right. with the knowledge that that was part of the job. So you cannot then say, I'm not going to do it. You guys do it. I'm not going to do that job because then, you know, people are, you know, it just doesn't, it's not fair. To yeah. It's else clarity. If, of, it's clarity of what the, of yeah, what the job is. Absolutely. Yeah. My worry is, uh, and again, just cause I'm your friend and, uh, I love you is that when, um, when, when you come here and you show me a, a wound or something, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. And there's been a, a series of wounds on this job so yeah, far. Yeah. Uh, most of them my fault. That's a re- well, are they? Yeah, they're just moments of uh, dumbness. Okay, if they if they were someone else's, would you say they were dumb, or w- are you just saying that about yourself? No, no, no. I you would say they were a dummy for that wound. Yeah, no, I would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I think just generally on almost any workplace, <laughs> yeah. uh, you gotta you gotta allow for a certain amount of dumb because people aren't going to yeah. be. You know, so you gotta keep things yeah. tight enough that the dumb happens as little as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I worry when I see you with injuries and I, uh, and so, you know, when you're mentioning something about some that could be considered a safety issue that yeah. someone's bringing up, yeah. I'm more on the side of, well, I want you to be safe. <laughs> so well, I understand that yeah. you want to get the job done mm-hmm. and you're having fun and you like lifting things. But I remember you telling me stories about your old job climbing on high things that where was, you could have fallen and had like a, a life-threatening injury or yeah. a, a work-ending injury yeah. and i'm like is it worth it to risk it for this <laughs> you know what i mean oh you're right yeah you're right. That, i did feel very very silly doing that but you're in a situation where you're just kind of like well let's just get it over with because either way is dangerous yeah i well i've used i've worked a lot backstage at theater shows and you you sometimes get the mountain goats who are who are jumping from thing to thing mm-hmm. right and yeah. it's like you know the way to do it is there's a track over there that's you you, got, you can hold on to things like ah it's fine i'll just jump and they and they're jumping and it's like if you slip yeah that's the end of you and is it worth it yeah. for this production of our town <laughs> that's not great that this is where you're going to you know well you know we're going to you'll get a little dedication in the program you know dedicated to jumpy smith and you know well this one's for you jumpy yeah. here we go you know you're right. that's just it right. my my criteria is different than your criteria my criteria is always going to be your safety mm. But I mean, the things I do, I feel safe, you know. Okay. Like so, I know it's kind of. I'm always going to be paranoid. And and yeah, there's things that I've cut out that I used to do quite quite willingly, and I've decided not the smartest thing in the world to do. I like it. One you thing I like climb, about don't climb racking without any. One thing I like about your truck, because you know, occasionally there's been accidents. I like how high up you are. <laughs> really? I like how high you're up because I feel mm. like if there's an accident and something comes and hits you, it's going to be hitting you low. Okay. And there's less of you to be hit in that car, mm. so or in that truck. Yeah. So you know, I might be wrong about how physics works, but I like the idea of uh, of you being a little higher and a yeah. little being safer. I'm paranoid for you, and I always will be. <laughs> God damn it! Don't worry. All right. And I mean, lifting the sections. I mean, they're heavy, but it's re- it's not dangerous. Like it's not a, it's not a dangerous thing. I don't I don't know. I mean, you're just I, carrying a big long thing on your shoulders. I understand. I get good. I'm still gonna be paranoid it's for like, you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Very good. Yeah. It's co- it's coming from a good place. <laughs> that's fine. All right. That's fine. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, you still got to wrap up the show as you were doing about a half hour ago. Oh, See, this is what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. We're you go silly. like it's the one, we got the one last thing. <laughs> we take it right? the one last thing. 
Yeah, so right. win. So well I well I hope you appreciate this. I think this is better. You know, to be honest with you, I was getting a little tired of the top five. So Well, we're still gonna we're, we're gonna, still gonna do them. We still have ones in the on the offing, and I know and people maybe like to do them, someday so. in the future it'll spin yeah. off to its own thing, yeah. or we'll do it live, or we'll do something, we'll do something. Yeah. Well that'll be fun to do. Yeah. So um yeah, we'll uh we'll call it a day right now. <laughs> dark what happened dave, dave. Oh.